Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? Val just challenged me to do this as fast as possible, so let's go for the record. Ready? Go! Go! Okay, uh, Largo. <laughs> January 24th is the next one, and February 21st, Largo-LA.com for tickets. That's my stand-up show once a month here in L.A. Uh, the Pete's Picks. I've been swearing by Charlotte's Web lately, like really whew, loving it. Uh, Charlotte's Web is a hemp oil. It's derived from the... Uh, hemp plant, obviously, but there's no THC, which means it's not psychoactive. It's just CBD, which means it's a great anxiety reducer, pain reliever. just gives me a happy, healthy glow. It's great for my brain. I find myself a little bit clearer, a little bit happier when I take it. I love it. It's definitely a noticeable change, especially if you get the Everyday Advanced, which is what I like, or the Everyday Plus. Mint chocolate is the flavor that I like. Uh, and you go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY for 10% off. Uh, and if you want to know more, just Google CBD oil health benefits and get into it. It's the only one grown for human consumption, Charlotte's Web. And the other piece pick, which I always swear by, is Alpha Brain. It's a nootropic, which means it's like fish food for your ideas. It's a vitamin for your brain. Anything that I do that involves my noggin. Writing, stand-up, podcast, just want a little sharpness uh, in a conversation, have a weed hangover, just feeling foggy because of a weird nap, take a couple Alpha Brain, two, three Alpha Brain, 15 minutes later I feel it. Not like a stimulant, not like coffee, just a better access to the contents of your noodle. I swear by it the past three years, I've never not taken Alpha Brain every day before I have to do something, which is awesome. I want you to try it. That's why it's a Pete's pick. That's why Charlotte's why it's a Pete's pick. This is a Pete's pick. Go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% off that or other products that are on there, like the MCT oil. That's it. I hope to see you at Largo January 24th or February 21st. Val, do you want to say ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter. What time are you at? Yeah, what do you think we're at? 2.05. Oh, my gosh. Let's end it right now. Enjoy Anna Gasteyer. Watch A Christmas Story live, which we're going to watch you're gonna, oh, you would love that. that. Yeah, you would love oh, that's that. That's great. Okay, we gotta wrap it up. Okay, 226. Two, uh, two, 18 is the new record. You didn't say get into get it. Get into it. Get into it. This is your chair. We are having fun. And we torch it after. This is just yours. And after that. Then you torch it because of the. We torch it. Because of Spanx fumes. Because of what now? The Spanx fumes. <laughs> Spanx fumes? <laughs> on my show, I, I do a, t- a show and I wear Spanx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always wear Spanx. Do you always wear Spanx? How did you know that? Yes, man Spanx. Because of that brilliant Ricky Gervais, like, no matter what other things he has done, the, when that, remember that show Extras? Yeah. And then he finally gets the audition and there's that moment where his Spanx... His Spanx pop. Yeah. It's the greatest sound effect because it's that, like... Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's so subtle. Yeah, and, it, a comic and his book. face just like like registers it in the smallest because it feels so huge when it happens to you. And I don't know. Does why it I, happen to Spanx Pop? That seems like a comedy conceit. What they do conceit. is they no, because it depends where they hit you mm-hmm. and which you know. Let's dish. Which underpinning? Let's dish. Let's dish. Let's go there, girl. <laughs> Let's um, go there, girls. I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but I I notice now other men like I was watching Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And a guy, a guy my age turned his back to the camera, and I saw, it's hard without pointing it on you, like a dip 
almost like his back is wearing a tank top. Because <laughs> you know this, they'll cut it. They'll cut it so yeah. you don't see the collar. Right. In case there's any, like, someone pulls on your neck in a scene, they don't want it to show. So they'll cut it like a crude tank top, like a hobo's tank top in the, in the 20s. In the back. <laughs> in the 1920s, but he has in the right. back. So now I'm always looking. I'll be watching with Val, and I'll go, Spanks. Manspank. 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 It gives a smoothness that's desirable. Why do they just get all the tightening I and tuckening? trapped <laughs> inside a Spanx undershirt one time, trying to get out of it. Well, they're terrible to get out. You I need mean, the jaws I of life. I, you need the jaws of life. I all but dislocated my shoulder. I, I, I was, all but. I had to. Uh, no, I was, in, I I was entrapped <laughs> in my own closet. Like screaming with muffled screams because I was inside the undershirt, <laughs> dislocated, <laughs> screaming for my husband. <coughs> and, and I was thinking, bring I'm, the I'm knife. gonna have to call nine one one with my fucking big toe. Yep. And I'm gonna have to be like, I'm proud of my bong. I'm my bong. They know. They're trained. <laughs> She's trapped in her spanks. They know the subtle difference between Brooklyn one one two zero one. We have a t- we have a spanks trap. <laughs> Is that your zip? What is that, Park's Slope? It's my zip. I'm, no. I was 11215 for a while. That was, that's, that's Park Slope. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's Flatbush. That's the slope. That's, fla- that's, so, that's South Slope. Is it South Slope? I don't know. I'm making it up. <laughs> really um, where were you? Off the park? Carroll. Carroll Street? Mm-hmm. Carroll. <laughs> we're on Carol. Carol. Carol's one of the great comedy words. It's such a good one. Mm. Carol, it really Kathy. is. Kathy. If I, I met a Kathy recently and I just laughed in her face. Barbara makes me laugh. Barbara's a good one. I mean, it, Barb. If I meet somebody our age named Barbara, I start laughing because I think it's so, a baby named, named Barbara. Ebenezer or a baby named Warren. <laughs> I'm obsessed with like who would look at a baby and go, "His name is Warren." <laughs> That's where nicknames come in. <laughs> We call him Rex until he's 35, when he'll go by Warren. <laughs> you have a name that expired. Yeah. Yeah, he's Warren. That's the right way to do it. 15 That's how the on. preppy people do it. I, really preppy people will go like, like my husband, I shouldn't say this on, because you might listen to it. My husband went to grad school with somebody named, I'm not making this up, <laughs> Cornelius Bottomley, which is like a character from like a, he's like one of the mechanicals in Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but you know, when you have a name Wait. like Cornelius Bottomley, Bottomley, it's always like the third. So then they'll go by. How sh- did he approach? Then they'll go by. Bottomley. Then they'll, Hello? <laughs> Bottomley. Um, then they, <laughs> Not worth it. Then they go, I know. The, but they go, then they'll go by, by trip for like the third. I so see. So preppy people have like a, they have a safeguard. Yeah, Skip yeah. or trip or. They have to. Chip. Chip. It's always chip. Buck. That's how you know you're like at a certain tax yeah. bracket is you're like, my parents call me Chip. I know a preppy like, person who goes by Bang because he was born on the 4th of July. Bang? No. That's very preppy. Bunny. Stop I it. I love a male bunny, though. Ooh, bunny's I never not day drunk. I love a male bunny. It's bunny so, is day drunk. Oh, I thought it was a lady name. Bunny is day drunk. Both bunnies, right? Both bunnies. Well, there's a different one. Like, I feel like it's ladies a different get kind like of an day drunk. airy, ethereal robe drunk. And men right. get like an angry, smoky drunk. They get like a clubhouse tinkle. Clubhouse tinkle. Like a lot of uh, <laughs> urinating. And more like a clink, clink, clink. Hey there. Bay tinkle. Yeah. Oh, the glass. The glass, yeah. The, gla- <laughs> the glass. what my husband calls the comforting jingle jingle of a gin and tonic going down the hall. I, you know, I'm obsessed with Mad Men. I watch it constantly. I don't know what that says about me. I do, actually. That but you've got style. I've got grace. You've got style and you like repression. <laughs> I do like stories that are told inwardly. 
So, but they, a lot of the sound work. That was a great reframe. (laughs) Thank you. And when you You reframe that, when I interrupted you and I said, not worth the interrupt, you said, I know, and I didn't mean you. You you know, went, I'm telling you, I, I took an herbal sleeping aid last Did night. You? And I I just didn't feel want you to think I was like shitting I have, on your riff. You're in a riff. I don't remember, zone. is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Hit. I have been in a blackout since I woke up this morning. So when I listen to this, Herbal. I will listen to it take? on the way to Betty Ford. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> such an old timey reference. The woman and the place. Yeah, exactly. People don't go to Betty. A lot Ford. of bunnies at Betty Ford. Oh my God, D- bunny dear! Yeah. Few too many G and T's yeah. is something you say to bunny. Yeah. There's a difference between relaxing and boozing and, it up. And bunny. Well, bunny's got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tinkle, though. I'm with your husband. What's clink, his name? Clink, clink, clink. Charlie. Jared is the name of his penis. His name is Charles. Charlie. <laughs> Which is funny. That's uh, Chip. You can go by Chip if you're Charlie. I hate the name Chip. Who does? Who does like the it? The only or time you it? should be called Chip is if you're wedged inside a giant cookie and you're made of chocolate. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> he goes by time. Charlie. He's such a Charlie. His dad is Chuck. His grandfather was Tiger. Get these if you don't want to tell me his name, don't make his something name's up. Charlie. <laughs> Tiger? Um, and then we were gonna name our son, you know, when you ha- when you're involved with a third, because I'm married to a third after all of He's this. He's a third. He's a third. There's a fair amount of pressure, but then I don't like it. My brother's a third. He I never, said I it sounds like you're waiting him. for the money if you go for the fourth. Ah uh, wait. Help me understand. So if you name your kid the fourth, yeah. it sounds like you're people who haven't made anything of their lives and they're waiting for the money to come. <laughs> like you're waiting for some sort of success to come. Like he's you're you're gonna inherit is the it, like yeah yeah names are supposed to go in sets of three. They're, yeah, well, then we're done. Trilogies. Then we're done. Then we all start over and we then make our name, own money. Yeah, then you name your son. Bob. We don't need to sit around and be like I'm the fourth. <laughs> you never made a fourth. <laughs> you never. Well, my, my, that's my point. My brother's a third. Yeah. And I don't like it because Val and I would like to have little babies, little small babies. Mm-hmm. Not they're not always small. Yeah, but you know, I got the idea. With me, I'm such a giant. I feel bad. I had a giant baby, and he stayed giant. Blowing my giant beans You can see my sperm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Are they like big uh, Laura Ashley Paisleys? <laughs> That's they how I imagine like, them. I imagine big 1980s print Paisleys. You know, it's funny. I'm going for like a <laughs> because I'm so giant joke, but it just sounds filthy. But yes, I'm so I feel bad because yeah. Val's small. Right, she's sure. gonna have to wedge out a big right. one. Is that what you had to do? Yeah, I did. And and the baby size of that. And you're writing that down? No, I'm writing um, down the name pressure so we don't forget to the talk baby about size. It. Uh, <laughs> and the, you're writing it down. Uh, and you're writing it down. The size of the <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> note taken. Ah. The size of the baby's head is determined by the father. Shut up! So they say. And when oh. we were in Lamaze, literally, and I was always... We Lamaze. Whatever it's called, like yes. coaching class. Yes, I understand. Um, which we barely attended. Uh-huh. And when we did show up, it was like, you know, on the east side of New York, just all of these, like, downtown or hipster, vegan, you know, I don't know. Like, the men kegled. You know, yeah. it was a very earthy gang. <laughs> and they were all together. And I kept the showing up kegled. late... With like a sack, and I'm talking like a gallon sack of Jolly, Jolly Ranchers, because I ate so much candy when really? I was pregnant. Yeah. Why? And then, uh, why not? Um, just, just throwing tacks yeah. down on the stairs. <laughs> basically. Like, Come on yeah, in. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not But judging. everybody in the whole you, thing. You craving sweets. You want, that was yeah, your lady whatever. crave. I don't know. I don't mean to say lady crave. You're pregnant crave. My lady crave. I la- Lady crave is funnier. I, I, lady crave is really funny. But you wanted Hashtag like. Hashtag lady crave. Jolly Rancher. My very, hashtag Lady Crab is Starbucks. Very craveable candy because it's too sticky. I love Jolly Ranchers. But they're too sticky. I, I don't mean that as a criticism. I mean, like, they could have made it less sticky. They were like, study, no, study they show. They are in cahoots with the dental industry. 
<laughs> taking out think? fillings. Yeah, all over America. But there's also, it's weird when you think about something you love. When you think about Jolly Ranchers, what do you think of? Is it the flavor? Is well, it the I think the of a really fun pirate um, <laughs> behind the whole story and how his sense of tang and, and saltiness inspired a you, sweetness underneath. Are you picking up a salty flavor in a Jolly Ranchers? No, Ranch? not at all. Um, I started Jolly Ranchers. I've always loved them, actually, and I ate a sack all I the ate cool a girls sack ate a week. Really? When I was a kid, yeah. Really? It was like a thing. It was like bumming a cigarette. It was like, and if they gave you grape, it meant you were, you were the fourth. Really? <laughs> you were a loser. You were, the, you were a loser. You were no good. And you were the fourth. I one time got a grape soda. <laughs> I literally went to like, may the fourth be with you. I don't. Yeah, get yeah, it. may the fourth. Uh, That's my I got birthday. a grape soda. At, is it? At, yeah, it's so annoying. Um, no, it's okay. It came late. The may the fourth. For, it got ruined. It got ruined. Yeah, that's your. I'm not trying to be funny. Nine eleven ruined. <laughs> I'm just saying, there are other dates that have been ruined. Yours yeah. was ruined. It was already Kent, it was Kent State and the burning of Joan of Arc. Enough. Was it? We don't need May the Fourth. We burned on top Joe of the, Joan of Arc yes, on May, on May the Fourth. Yikes! But we did get Audrey Hepburn, and she's a fox. She was born on May the Fourth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you don't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> Once you go, how there, much of comedy don't is? Go there. I learned it from The Simpsons, but like never being wrong. Seems to be one of the cornerstones of American comedy. Maybe British as well. But you know what I'm saying? It's like when – like just this morning, Val was getting dressed. Yes. And I just describe it for 30 minutes. And then she goes – And her limbs are <laughs> sort of extra milky. <laughs> her vagina pre-my baby's giant head. Um, our babies. <laughs> you know what I mean. No. He's she gonna... said something that sounded like I have to go to the hospital uh, today. Mm-hmm. And I said, why do you have to go to the hospital? And she said, no, you're going to the office. And I said, yeah, oh, but why are you going to the hospital? Like that is like the quickest – it's yeah. very Simpsons. It's very Homer. Yes, and. like you, It's yes, and, but it's also kind of like a playful – it's not quite a pure yes, and. It's yes, anding yourself. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think it's commitment, right? Isn't it's it commitment. commitment. It's funny commitment. But we love – like the guy that pees his pants. We love that. And then goes and owns it. Mm-hmm. And goes, I have peed my pants. Yep. It's funny to us. Yes. We love taking weakness, misunderstanding, yes. and turning it into comedy by doubling down on it. We like to double down on weakness. and we like. I was wrong first. Well, here's why. Actually, Amy Poehler said this, so I feel like I Who? should... Amy, she's a, a <laughs> close friend. She's a close friend. Amy's a friend. No, I'm, I'm quoting no, I her love because Amy she this says so many joke. smart things that yeah. I feel like if I were to take credit for them, I would be a dick. That's okay. Not as big of a dick as name dropping, which I just did. No, no, no. But this is what, a name drop free zone. I know Desmond Tutu. Really? No. Didn't he pass? <laughs> did he? Did he pass? Katie sent a card. Somebody bing it. Somebody bing it. It's in my book. Can somebody bing it? <laughs> it's in my book. He's living. Yeah. Bless De- his heart. Desi too. So I let's start that over. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah, but he's alive. But he's alive and you FaceTime so with him. what did Amy Poehler say? Amy Poehler said uh, oh. uh, it was actually a very perceptive, in our culture, apology is weakness, which we're always demanding apologies from these public figures who are screwing things up. And then we, we shame them. And right. it's, like the, it's like Al Franken. Like the, it, as soon as you apologize and step down, you're weak. It's, you don't actually get rewarded right. for humility in our I culture. I think about this. And, it, the, yep. and this is sort of your thing about weakness. One of the reasons we find it funny is because our culture is not comfortable with, with um, admissions of failure. Right. Ra- uh, Ramdas, do you know who Ramdas is? Actually, I think the whole world's not. Because I've actually heard... Uh, hmm? The whole world. Humanity. Well, like I was just with a German friend who said it's much, much worse Name in Germany. Trump. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to watch. It's Tomo worse Fest. in Germany. Yeah, she was saying I love America because it's a friend who is my who has lived in both countries her whole life, and she was like, one thing about America is you you can fail and move on, which I guess arguably you can. We do love a comeback story. Think about it. We do love. A Where are they now? Those are all those shows that are based on like people oh, whose yeah. lives we've ruined. And then we enjoy it when they come back. Yep. Somebody tweeted that about, I believe it was Kyle Kinane tweeted about whether or not Louis would have a career again. Mm. And he said, Michael, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael Tyson has a cartoon. Remember like all the the stuff that Mike did. So you're right. We do find a way. You could say that that's forgetfulness. You know, like there's a cultural statute of limitations. I feel like, did Michael Tyson think of that cartoon? No, he didn't. Yeah, but he's still in it. Hey. Yeah. We have to do the boy. Yeah. Hey. No, he is still in it. I don't know that he's in it. I don't know that he. Yeah. No, that's true. I guess it's those still redem- his and those redemptive moments. I guess like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. What did Johnny Travolta do? Johnny Travolta just fell out of favor. Juan 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 Travolta. John Travolta. That's how he goes by, right? Juan Travolta. Well, that's how he came back. He changed his name. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, he was done. Like he had like oh, been the biggest star ever, out, yeah. and then like whatever. But I mean, when you think of those stories, you look at them in retrospect, and it's like. Eight years or something. It's ben a Affleck. long time. Winning the Academy Award for Argo. And um, this was the same guy we teased about Jennifer Lopez and her butt. It's true. And he deserved that, though. By the way, he did. He deserved every tease. We all deserved it. Remember the remember the uh, uh, Barbara Walter special with the rose petals going down the down the stairs up into the bedroom for uh, for Benifer. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, sorry, I said Benifer. No, no, no. The rose petals made me feel ill. Yeah, but you're saying we don't like admitting weakness. The reason I brought up Ramdas, he's a guy, he had a stroke, and he writes about it now. And he's like, we, we don't like, like, we look down on people that need to be taken care mm-hmm. of, too. Mm-hmm. So anytime he's, like, being lowered into a hot right. tub, right. he remembers, he's like, wow. He made peace with it. But it's like, we're not good with that. And we're also not good with apologies. And I think that's one of the reasons, and this is not a political podcast, and I'm not trying to steer it that way. Yeah. I always think that Donald Trump is a perversion of something that we do like, 100%. which is dad energy. Which is, I'm not saying all men, it's not exclusive to men. It's just like dad's going like pulling you out of school and taking you to a ball game. That's like who he is if it was ruined and turned into a monster. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could that? get on board I, more with that. I, I, I think it depends on the dad that you want. And again, I mean, I remember after the first primary that he won, you know, when people were like, what? No, this won't happen. You know, that, that yeah. conversation. And I remember my husband, Charlie, saying like, it's American dream. I was like, but it's not the American dream. It's inherited. But he was like, but that doesn't matter. He looks to America like what we what we believe America represents uh, at its best, which is um, you can make it. You can make it, and you, you can become a mil- billionaire. Right? Like, because win your own lottery. It's right. Yeah, it's That's win right. Your own lottery. But so, but it's a weird disconnect because it's not the dad. There's no real. There's not a lot of dad qualities. What there. I mean is, he doesn't apologize. I'm talking about like a bad quality, like a Jonathan Franzen. Yeah, like that's why I said the the pulling out of school. This is this is all based on. Something so you're that, talking about a divorce dad? Ha, maybe. But I actually think somebody. I'll tell you. I'll put all my cards on the table. This is based on something that somebody told me. Uh, something. Why don't you name me. drop it? No, no, no. Oh, because you're going to take it as your own. David. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, maybe not, David like his name says David Blaine. Okay. Really? No. <laughs> now I'm impressed. Color me impressed. <laughs> uh, he just said, and he could be wrong. Surely there's millions of ways to parent children. 
but that the feminine energy teaches the rules, teaches like the boundaries. Boundaries is a better word. Mm-hmm. And then the dad is the guy that goes, here's how to break those rules. That's, that's something he said that made sense based on how I was raised. My mother was like, we do this. The, the streetlights come on. We're, we're all panicked. And my dad was like, who cares? We're going to Montreal in the Winnebago. And, wow. he's, and he's drunk. And so like, you're, in the Mary like, Car, you're in the Mary Carr novel. I don't know why I keep mentioning authors. I like it. Um, that's interesting. So that's what I re- recognize. Grown boys. In Trump is the guy that he's like, when the, the, the way that boys. a joke, when I say Val says, are you going to the hospital? And I say, what? And I, I do the thing twice. I just don't apologize, yeah. don't commit. That's similar. That's like step one of 10,000 to getting to Trump being like, that's not me on those tapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like entertaining. Because to your point, if you apologize, you look like a, you look like a yeah. weak person. Yeah. He sort of apologized for the tapes, but he barely. Now he says he didn't do it. That's so. what I'm saying. And then he goes back and goes. Oh, that wasn't me. It, was, I, it wasn't me on the apology tape Eddie, either. Eddie Haskell is what it is. That was CGI. It's like the worst. Who's Eddie Haskell? It's the... Sounds like a leave salad. It, leave it to Beaver, like, no good Nick. Oh, okay. You know, like, he was like the next door neighbor. He was like, hey, Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. Like, and always, like, getting everybody into deep shit. <laughs> it's a good trope. <laughs> kind of a... You know, Fills a gap. He was a no, he was a no good a, Nick. He's a go, no good Nick. like, Wally could always blame it on Eddie. Did you have the type of dad that was like... No, I had the... I brought you some Jolly Ranchers today. <laughs> Couple of JRs. These are salty. Um, Am I the one, only one that tastes a salt in these? Yeah. No, he was not. I had the George, like I had the model that was much more what I think America's had for many, many years, which is the stern dad. Right. Stern withholding. Even, I think of that as an American father, Trump. It's like, funny because even as I was saying what I said about what my friend David said, I was thinking a lot of people have the opposite. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's part of, it just sort of, you know, it probably comes down to just like what part of the country and what your overall, you know, I, I, I have more of like the American, like, aspirant, Willie Lomany kind of like, uh, yeah. Kinda when I read Death of a Salesman. Very like, silent. Like anytime I see a dad who's completely shut down and reading the paper, mm. like in a, in an American, like in A Christmas Story, which I'm actually, the, the show, mm. they, there's a very like. What's grump- the show? That's what I you're think promoting? We're not talking about it because it's um, it? already going to happen on the air by the time this. So we'll cut all this out. What do you mean? They can still watch it, right? They can buy it. Maybe. Depends if it tanks. <laughs> <laughs> when does it air? Sunday. What's today? Live. We can air this tomorrow. Okay, awesome. <laughs> oh, they told me it wasn't airing until after. Who? Your slew of people? My team. What's. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my team? Uh, I only tease because sometimes I go places and I forget that publicists and stuff show up. <laughs> I always forget. I'm always like, all right, let's do this interview. And they're like, well, we're waiting on these people. And I was like, oh, right. Who are all you people? How are you? Uh, we came from Access Hollywood, and I don't want to make you feel insecure, but we're going straight to Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you're going. We have there a full day of press after plan. This. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How are you with that? I like it when it's bingey like this. Like I do actually, it all at once. Yeah, and I'm glad. I, I, you know what? I have to say, I used to really resent publicity, but I don't. I really love the people I work with, and I love. Um, I'm really, especially like the older I, I don't know. I, if I'm like shilling for something, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I do a lot of jo- jobs that I'm excited by now, so I don't feel as cynical about I it. I think you know? I heard, including some of the fragments you just said, it's like the idea is that now you have a, an appreciation and a gratitude for the place that you are that you're promoting stuff. And, 
yes. Thank you for rephrasing. <laughs> it's yes and, but yeah, and yes. Yes. <laughs> and this, I've always wanted, it's such a stupid thing. I've always wanted to write a sketch about somebody who holds you hostage with their hands because I hate those people. You know? And one of the things. <laughs> so aggressive. And. It is. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a believer in like microaggressions and things that people. I Absolutely. tried to get someone to agree with this. When you give like a broy person your camera, your phone to take a photo, I took a million. I took a million. I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I took so, I took a million, and you see in your phone. It's so annoying. It's I feel violated. You by should it. feel violated. I told you to and take also, one. It's a little bit about them. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I told you to take one, and also like, no, 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 no. I'm sure you did a good job. Yes. Like, was that? That's what you're supposed to say. I think. Like, I'm sure we got a good one in there. I bet you've got oh, a good eye. What meant Even though you breathe that's... through your mouth, you dunderhead. <laughs> Dunderhead. They're all coming out today. I love it. This is what happens when I take herbal sleep aids. I turn into a class A bitch. You're doing wonderfully. Also, I think I badmouth a lot of people on the no, show. Amy Poehler, you took down. Juan Travolta? <laughs> Men will also, they do this thing that I, they're, they're not a lot of dudes, bros. Let's call them bros. Yeah. Aren't comfortable it. saying anything nice. So the guy took like 5,000 photos. Yeah. Then he goes, I'm sure one of those doesn't suck. Just say you're absolutely. You know right. what I mean? Yes. And they'll do this. They go, "She's not not hot." <laughs> Just say she's beautiful. Why are you so afraid of any vulnerability? Yes. Going like that's a one a beautiful woman. They have to go like she doesn't suck. <laughs> it's so I feel it. If you open your heart to like this a, world, you'll feel the static. Open your heart. Right? This open. is why we all close it. That's why we close it. Because, close it up. Because Hamilton makes us cry. I didn't like it. Are you serious? Maybe my heart was closed that day. You it opens and open closes your, like your a flower. Heart. Wait a minute. Some flowers open at night why? for no You are literally reasons. the first person I've ever met who didn't like Hamilton. And I'm going to tell you a few things that will help you understand. You are a white male. There are no good parts for you, except for King George. That's hilarious. Who was my favorite part? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit. No, no, no. We're kind of we're we're in the shit anyway because I just don't uh, enjoy musicals. I'm going to tell you we why. Are, you're in the shit. I'm going to tell you why. Are you going to be one of these people? No, 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 no. I, I promise good, I you. I have a story for you. I'm gonna. I can't wait. But hear me out. Val, I don't like him. It takes me out of it. The singing, like his son dies, and he's like, crazy. "Oh no, zippity dippity flip." He would not be singing that way. Dip, See, this is my biggest argument. Like, why do they sing? I know. Like, it's the most irritating thing to me because I, I, you know I'm why they sing. You know why they sing? Mm. Because they feel too much. Yeah, that's, the talking they feel so much they start to sing. That's a musical. Like that's why they like. So literally, to me, you're saying like, I don't like joy. <laughs> I'm not a fan. It's too much. It's too much. Everybody yeah. needs to sit down and button it up. As an improviser, as cry, a wonderful Do you cry improviser. at parades? I cry every day. Would you cry at the Northwestern March again? Doing a medley of Hamilton? And I love joy. And I bet if I put the music on from Hamilton, I could get into it. You understand? I was having... Here's a couple things. One, I was having a hard time hearing. That's real. Okay. Two, uh, we paid way too much for the tickets. So you're upset about that. I, I was understand. upset the whole time. I get that. Three, and this one's a little weird to admit. All of those are fair. I'm good at improvising, so I have a very good sense of where things are going. That delight that people go when they're like, I signed the declaration, and you're going like, emancipation? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have a guess you could hear of the where rhyme it's coming? going. You hear the rhyme coming. And I'm not proud to admit that, but Did you I, hear all of them? You had a little bit of a it took Ta- me out of it. Did you tally? That's an indication. By the way, I could school myself right now mm-hmm. that I'm watching it with my head and not my heart. That's one of my problems. Like, I'm working on it. Yeah, and I that's would. one of the reasons I didn't like Hamilton. Thank you for being so frank. But- <laughs> now, what musical have you liked? Um, I loved uh, Book of Mormon, which is another reason I didn't like Hamilton, because I didn't think it was one one hundredth as funny. Well, as- it's not meant to be funny. But it wasn't it's even not a like- comedy. It wasn't even as entertaining, though. I couldn't disagree with you. I, um, but- you know I'm in the minority. You're well, talking to the first you've you're the met. The only of this person. Kind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm my husband open mouth cried so much that I was at what part? Worried. When he was um, like, I wish I was in the room. Well, you, <laughs> that's a song. That song made me like brought me to my knees. I want to respect the and room also where it happened. No, represent my my people. There's four of us. There do you know them? Because I don't even think they're really out there. It's me, Paul Simon. You remind me of my mother. Like, my mother who's like a sniffing. I need to work on this. My, we, literally, my, my mother came home and MTV was on. This was in college. Mm. This was, uh, maybe this a little bit after college. I want to you no, it's not the story. Too. I'll write And story. Madonna was on. Mm. Madonna. Mm-hmm. This is not really a relevant story, but I just thought of it. I like it. And she walked in and she went, whatever happened to her? It was Madonna. I understand. She's fine. Madonna did great, it turns out. Sounds but like we have similar mothers. I went to the Four Seasons. Uh, for my honeymoon in Bora Bora, and they're on stilts. Yes, I've seen and them. And I showed them to my mom because she wanted to know where we were going, and she went, how will you get food? So I understand <laughs> what happened to Madonna. You told her you're going to fish, right? What's that? You told her you have fish. to fish for your I wish I had said that because I've learned that the only yeah. way you to combat to it yeah. is with jokes. Yeah. Like she says, yeah. like she's always giving me a hard time about the dog, and she's like, well, who will feed Brody? Like we're going on our honeymoon. Who's going to feed Brody? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about. It. I guess he's going to die. Yeah, that's exactly what you have to do. He's going to die, and we'll exactly cook him. We'll cook do. him when we get back. <laughs> It'll be our final act of love. Um, but I want to tell you something because this is more complicated complicated than it seems. I cry at ballet. You know, you understand. So you are you. I under- cry at people singing on the subway. Okay. You play Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah just the beginning. Yeah. I'll start crying. So I I have things that. I must have gone in with the wrong attitude or something. No, it was the money. You already explained it. It could have been the money. You were probably irritated. Yeah. And you, the seats were too expensive. And I you couldn't hear. Out. And that's legitimate. It that's is That's not okay. That's really on that sound department. Yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to call the Gershwin. Well, thank you for giving me. Because I understand why you loved it. I, I don't d- think it's at the Gershwin, but whatever. Yes. Whatever the name of that company Hillary is. Hillary and Bill Clinton were there when I saw it. I bet they could hear. Why do you know that? Because everyone was Do you have hearing issues out. or do you have, do you think oh, it was the mix? how do I know they could hear? <laughs> That's so funny. How did I know they were there? Anna. No, I, they were down there. How everyone do you know that they could photos. hear? Maybe they were in the car on the way back <laughs> to, up to wherever she lives in Nyack. Or, and they're sensitive because they're older. So they're like, right. maybe it was us. I'm yeah, like, no. Yeah, they didn't bring it up. I, 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 no, uh, that mixer, that mixer the mixer dropped the ball that a night. a lot of money. <laughs> Like several thousand dollars. Several. Yeah, I mean, I think that is significant. Um, if you're doing the math of how much each minute is costing you, no, listen, you know, that would infuriate it's a bad, me. It's a bad that, one. It's, it's, I've been there. Conversely, I am a person who celebrates thrift, mm. but can be that can ruin things for people. Like when we went to Club Med, which mm. is a terrific bang for your buck if you are ever interested. They still have them. They still have them. I couldn't believe it. I went like. Four or five, I went, maybe it was five or six years ago now, but I had two kids and my parents, and they it's French owned, so the food is fantastic. We went to Mexico. We had the time of our lives, hmm. except for every two seconds, I kept referencing what a great value it was. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> because I, 
literally my husband's like, you're going to ruin this vacation if you keep talking about what a great value it is. Because everything, I was like, the house rosé. It's not an upsell. It comes with it. It's a French-owned, it's a really dry, crisp rosé. I'm really impressed. Every single thing that we did. Every tennis lesson. Everything. I couldn't believe it. Guacamole tableside. It made everybody so angry. Water aerobics. They're like, you're literally ruined. You've ruined our vacation. So you opposite. I wish that it costed, it cost $15,000. Yes. So you would have shut up. You reverse Hamilton. I reverse Hamilton. You loved what a deal it was. I could not, the value, the, if I get like high from a value. Where did you learn that? My Yankee thrift. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just like, I don't like to feel. When, well, we were talking about your family. Yeah. It, it, what, yeah, my you, mom. My mom's up? a thrift store. My mom's a real like. My mom is too. A reclaimed alley chair type. Yeah. Okay. A, a collapsed chair, and I'm not making this up. Every Thanksgiving, because she would, hmm? she would get like an alley chair. She would get chairs from the alleys and like jazz them up with ethnic cloth, or and you know what I mean. Alley chairs. It, we, we, cause you, you yeah, know, because you need to justify it. But there's a reason they're in the alley. <laughs> That's because the glue is loose. Right. Right. So, the chair doesn't. Every Thanksgiving, yeah. it would be like, oh, God, Nancy. Like, just. <laughs> because it would be like a splintering crack. And then someone would go down. She would buy chairs that are essentially made she to break take away. She them from the alley. Yeah. She wasn't buying them. Yeah. She would take them from the alley and yeah. then take an ethnic cloth of some kind. Yes. A African print or a some kind of a silk screen because she's an artist, and then she would make a home home craft a pillow and put it over the missing wicker seat or what have you. Yeah, and then thinking foolishly, largely decorative, that it was just the bottom. That well, was this broken. is what happens with but Thanksgiving: the is the one that just sort of sits where people put like their purse. Yeah, the purse decorative chair. chair. Yeah. Then people are like grab the purse chair, you know, because right. there's a million people coming. They're like, you can't put that. Her back's bad. Don't put her on the piano bench. And then you end up putting her on the floor, the floor, <laughs> and then she blows her back out by way of an alley <laughs> chair. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my mom was frenetic, and um, what's her name? Mariana. Mariana. Do not say Mariana because How she will you. correct I you. I got nervous about you. Well, that's why I don't Anna. care. Because oh, do you go by Anna? I'm Anna, but everybody calls me Anna, but I don't care because my mother, uh, my whole I life, blew if it. you said, hey, Mar- Mariana, she was, it's Mariana. The yeah. first thing upon meeting someone, which I think is kind of off-putting. It is. It's a bad first impression. Yeah, so I don't care. It's Anna, though. There should be an umlaut or something that lets us know that it's the, it's the lazy N. It's the lazy N. Not Anna. Anna. Relax. Everybody calm down. It's that Anna. N just slipped into a tub. Yep, Anna. exactly. Anna. Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. Um, <laughs> but you don't care. So your mom is Mariana, and she is a thrifty artist? Thrifty artist. How many kids are we dealing Two. with? Two. You and a? Older brother. Named? Steven. Stevie! Don't call him. Nope. No? Nope. nope. Not so, a Stevie kind of guy. Not at all. Went was in the Peace Corps, uh, very, very uh, doing fixing the world while I talk about myself. From what perspective? A type A perspective or no. a hippie perspective? Like a, yeah, like he, he's, he works with... Um, water reclamation he's like a good person he's a sociology professor but won't take a stevie i mean it doesn't really suit him i have one aunt that calls him stevie actually but nobody knows who she's talking about usually (laughs) so he's off saving the world Mm -hmm. you're a child you're younger Mm -hmm. you have an artistic i'm looking in the mirror you're looking in the mirror (laughs) yes so you and your dad was more of a withholding dad my dad which makes me think your mom was loving Everybody was kind. Uh, my mother was. Yeah, they were both loving. I mean, but but. Uh, I mean, effusive. Uh, effusive. What did I say? 
Um, <laughs> I just remembered that my dad just started listening to pod- podcasts and I got nervous. Oh, my God. Yeah. He really enjoys a podcast. Well. Well, sorry, Dad. You're loving but withholding. Yeah. I, it's a big fear of mine that my parents will figure out how to download podcasts. I'm actually nervous about it now. I know. Isn't that weird? Our dads are like uh, Greek gods. They're, our dads are Greek your gods. Your dad's to you? To me? Your dad's just a guy in khakis. I don't give a fuck about he doesn't your wear dad. Khakis. I bet he does. They're cool. They, my dad is actually... Um, you know uh, what I mean? He's not a god to me. Well, you know what he is? He's an amazing example of a person who comes to life throughout their life. Because he retired mm. and moved... They moved to New Mexico, and they are living the dream. Club They've med. lived there for 30 years. They're club medding it. They're club medding it. And um, they, my dad is really interested in, they're like, my parents are, you know, liberals and very grassroots and very community focused and always do stuff that's good for their, hmm. you know, community board. Whatever. Like your brother. Like my brother. He got it from them. Yeah. I was looking in the mirror. And you were literally, um, oh, I get your joke. I was actually looking in the you mirror. You were doing, I wasn't you were looking, mar- I wasn't looking at the man in the mirror. I was just looking at my skin. Do you mean <laughs> myself. in like my a, hair. in like a Martin Short doing shows for your stuffed animals way? Or do you mean you're just being. No, just sort of thinking about how I look to other people. Really? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's mostly a bit. I really wasn't doing it that much. I was, I was singing a lot in my room. But you were in, you, you, I mean, we're both performers. I have to imagine that there was a certain. I didn't perform. What am I about? <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't like that. No. I didn't perform. No, I didn't actually. When did that creep in? I mean, I did. I was like in the plays and I was often the lead. And I knew that that was what I liked to do and that I was better at it than other people were. And I knew I could sing naturally and easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely knew, like, this is what I'll probably do when I grow up in a way that was just kind of clear. I love it. Yeah. It's annoying to my husband because, you know, I think if you look for who you are, it's more, it's irritating. That's but, annoying to my wife. Yeah. Well, because it is. Performers are so singularly focused on wanting to work. Right. Um, we like it. We need it. Yeah. We need it. And we need it. Yeah. And my husband sees that in me and agrees, but it it's frustrating for a person who's like, uh, I think I'm going to go back to school in philosophy. Yeah, maybe I'll work in film. Right. Yeah, which is how a lot of people are. They're just interested in a lot of stuff and right. what thing are they going to get stuck doing. You know? We're lucky with a dependence, a chemical dependence on what we do. And slash not gainful employment a lot of the time. And slash not gainful employment a lot of the time. You mean, like oh, we have to, we're very driven towards it, but we don't always know that we're going to get to do it. You know there's what I mean? Gaps. Yeah. Well, this is where stand up comes in, but you never wanted to do stand up comedy? No, I don't like performing alone. Uh huh. At all. I don't. I mean, I <laughs> no, don't. No, I understand. That uh huh sounded loaded. I just mean, like, I get it. Uh huh. Okay. I get and it. you sing really? in a show? In Hamilton? Wait a minute. Just kidding. Why do they just start singing? That's so funny. You know what's funny? No matter what I say, you're always going to think I'm, I'm the sorry. guy. That, no, no, no. It's okay. Because I would do the same thing. So my I cousins. Would, that's the guy that can't enjoy music. My cousins came to Wicked when I was in it. And Wicked's one of those musicals. Is this the story? Yeah. And Wicked's one of those musicals that everybody cries at. I saw Wicked. Did you cry? Nope. Hmm, interesting. Dry as a bone. Can I tell you something else? Were you angry about the price of the ticket? I was. Yeah. It's not cheap, Broadway. I, I was sitting there, my dad bought him, and I kept sitting there going, this was an iPod. I could have had an iPod forever, or this. That is so funny. I really wanted an iPod. And you didn't get it, did you? What it was was it wasn't so much the show. It was my dad's misunderstanding of what his children would like as a gift. (laughs) He could have killed it with the same amount of cash. What I'm learning about you is that 
if you've been slighted, it's very hard for you to sit on it for two and a half hours. Yes. It, Keep those it's ticket can- prices yeah. low. <laughs> it's cancerous to you. You sit there and it's like a it's it's infuriating. Yeah. The injustice of it. I, I also made it about my dad and about his inability to like that know I totally me. get that. I was like, he doesn't know me. So I was like fuming. Yeah. I was like, he doesn't like and I knew he didn't like it. <laughs> The woman is rising up and singing but a I, very now, high note. When you have kids, you're going to feel bad for your dad because you're going to feel like the, the like panicky of like, what, I, what do I get them? I get it. You know what solves that? Asking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't have told the truth. I bet I would have. I would have torn out the page of the Sears catalog and, and just circled it. Circle the big iPod, all the iPods at Sears. <laughs> Uh, how dare you <laughs> fact check my rip. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I get it. Um, but it, you're showing me how we get stuck in our heads and overreact. This is helpful. Always pay attention to where you overreact. That's where your work lies. Those are your triggers. That's my trigger. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is is not yeah. – and even my jealousy of going, I can do that. I, yeah. can, I can go declaration. Yeah. That's my work. That's, That's fine. Weird. I love it. But it's weird. It ruined Hamilton for me. But these are the, I'm I'm grateful for the tip. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. That you should be in the moment <laughs> exactly. and just listening to the story why and not trying think... to second guess and best Lin Manuel Miranda. Exactly. You want to know why? Because Which... Lin Manuel's a trigger for people because he's so friggin' productive. Mm. I mean, I almost bought myself a mug that said, "I've done uh, more in the last Lin." No, in the last boy. Really? Yeah, no, I like it. It's a. This is the commercial. <laughs> there is a mug that I saw on the internet that said, "Lin Manuel Miranda has done more in the time I poured my coffee something like than that. I'll do in the rest of the week, or something." Something like that. That's the joke. It's a good joke, and it. Can I say, on the way in, I, I was like, "Why do I hate YouTube influencers so much?" Like teenage boys, yeah. topless, yeah. doing backflips over their empty pools. Yeah. And I hate them. Yeah. Why? Because it, it's reflecting back to me something about what I do that at its core is just me topless flipping over an empty pool. You know what I mean? It's yeah. still going, look at me. I'm yeah. the special one. Give me some fun. Yeah. Give me some love. So I see these guys that are doing it so baldly. Yeah. So unpackaged. Yep. And I hate them. And I was like, I should force myself to watch them. Maybe even have one on the podcast and like deal with it. So, but then you can also find your spirit guide on that. Hit because it. like I used to be really ashamed of any time I was really loud and fun. And recently, because I turned 50 last year. Congrats. There's a thank you. There's a part of you that's just like horrified and it, and like this is happening, like I'm becoming this lady. But then there's this part of you that's like, I am, I'm only 10 years away from Kathy Lee. And that's fantastic. Because she's so free. Like, I just want to, that's where yeah. I want to be. Like, I, I, we want to become. Like, I, I'm wearing a wide-legged pant today. Yes. And I enjoy the feeling of, like, I, we, we, we had this hilarious, um, I, I probably shouldn't even talk about it on the, but I, 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 maybe, I, I was overserved recently. Booze? Um, yes, booze. And, um. A yes. crisp rosé at Club Med? It was generous pour. It was a generous... <laughs> I like this. ...generous pour. And um, and I was in a situation that was a little buttoned up. And uh, Matthew Broderick was with me. He's on he's on this Christmas Story Live. And and we, like a week later, he, he, he was like, what does blousy mean? I was like, it means me on Saturday. He's like, got it, got it. <laughs> it <was such> a... 
<laughs> but I, I, I sort of am entering this like generous tumbler of wine, yeah. white blouse and white pant. It's pre-stretch, is what it is. Pre pre-stretch. Pre What's Elaine Stritch, Stritch. like oh. pre, just like I'm starting. To, I'm real, but I'm kind of owning it a little I more. Like I'm like, hey gals, come on, you know, like that lady yeah, yeah, is yeah. in me, and I've been ashamed of her when for I'm a long lady, time. When I'm an old lady, I shall wear purple. You know that poem? Yes, it's a great poem. You should reread it. Yeah, I'm I should, there. You, you don't have to do it. I know. I, I didn't want to, by you know, comparison, call you an old lady, but that poem is about when I'm old, I'm going to stop caring what people think. Right. I'll learn to spit, and and the end of the poem was. And just so it's not such a uh, shock to my friends, I'm going to start practicing now. And that's such a beautiful thing. I love that, yeah. We see – I'm going to use the word elders here without reference to you. Our old people. Some of them are just fucking old people. You know what depresses me? I've had lunches with like old motherfuckers. Yeah. And I go thinking this person's going to shape me. They're going to be an elder. Right. Not everybody becomes an elder. they don't. Some people, as you said, are just old children. Yes, and you and when when it, that's not, why I'm we're heartbroken putting... by Do- Donald Trump. We're heartbroken totally. because it's so frustrating to us that this gr- there's no grown up in charge, and the Congress yeah. is what's bre- breaking everybody's heart even further because the grown ups like the P- they're the PTA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're supposed to be like they are the PTA. Mrs. Henderson, you've had too much to drink. <laughs> Come back next week. That's. Trump yes. is Mrs. Henderson. Yes. Congress is PTA. Yes. So it's very frustrating. They're they're no, there's no like there's nobody taking like taking command. Right. They're all just like, well, I hear that everybody has tough days. But there's also we're also being robbed just culturally on like a very interpersonal level of wise old people. I it's, it sounds like I'm really shitting on my dad. It's pretty light. Whenever I go home, my dad's wearing a new you know those jackets that are black. They have black leather sleeves and the and this part's fuzzy, mm-hmm. you know, like a baseball jacket. Uh-huh. I always go home and he's he's wearing a new one that says like Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band because oh, wow. he went to the show. Because he went to the show. And I go, Dad, I don't say this, we can't be doing the same shit, meaning I can't be just chasing the next fucking jacket. But Shouldn't here you be is tell- the thing. This is why I don't like old people with iPads. Tell me about books. You get it. You're also angry about the cost. That's so, no, because I'm not. Because everybody the knows jacket? the baseball jacket is the most That's expensive so merch. Why can't he just get a bandana You're or a button so like the rest of us, That's or a tote? So... But what bothers me is still the end. Are we really no, just going That's to be? That's like a two hundred and thirty-five dollar piece of merch. That's true. It's infuriating. Even that is kind of like a big shot move. I suppose. My mother got a tattoo. My mother got a tattoo about eight years ago. A Bob Seger? No. The it's... Silver Bullet Band. Nobody would recognize them. My dad got my mom a tattoo as a gift. In her sleep. When she turned seventy, he gave her a gift certificate. For a tattoo? What is it? I hope they don't hear this. They won't. They, they might. We'll bleep it. <laughs> it's a yin-yang. Wow. That's what I'm saying. So. Where is it? Arm. Upper arm. Surrounding the butthole. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> my, um, my kids think it's cool, but I have the Bob Seger feeling about it. Right. I feel like. Mm. That's funny. I'd trade yin-yang. The Dow for Bob Seger for about any day. I had a, I had a friend. I was thinking about how misrepresented the yin yang symbol is. It's the most beautiful thing in the it world. It is incredibly beautiful. Seeing Great as balance. the world is made out of yes and no, the whole system mm-hmm. of existence, comedy tragedy, is yes, yes and no. I mean, down to a micro level. Love, love and fear. Amazing. And I was like, it sucks that like what was it? There was like Night a, there was like. <laughs> 
that I come home to night moves. And that's my work. That's my work. That's my work. Summertime. Way up firm and high. Just singing about tits. Way up. My dad used to get real emotional at that. Way up firm and high. That's a line. That's incredible. Way up firm and high. What does that mean? Tits. Like they were high and firm. Firm and high. You know what I literally thought? Mm. It was firm and high. Like firm in high school. F-U-H-R. This is how I spelled it in my brain, which says something about that. We had a Dr. Furman on the show. (laughs) We did. So firm and high is like. (laughs) Here's high school. (laughs) Way up firm and high. Why? Why? He's grabbing someone's tits at Furman High. <laughs> and it's a deep campus. Yeah. So he was yeah. way up yeah. Furman really High. Way up Furman I High. I was in there. Yeah, way up the there. The second soccer field. <laughs> Sweet summertime. Um, my, friend, my friend's dad had a middle, uh, midlife crisis and went on like a roadie tour to follow um, Neil Diamond. Wow. Yeah, my parents haven't had those freak Midlife outs. Crisis? They moved well. They because the, my dad ended up like starting a career in local politics, and he's so he's happy. the mayor of New. He Mexico. was the mayor of his town he, New, New twice, mm-hmm. and then he was the he's on the planning and zoning committee. He's a chair or council person. Lifetime lifetime learner. Lifetime learner. He's growing. Yeah, he's changing. He is. That it's really impressive. No, to it me. isn't. It is actually both my father in law and my dad are 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 men who have lifelong learners. Lifelong learners. I didn't mean to. I wanted you to keep talking while I said lifelong learners. Mm, it's fine. Whatever. It's boring. <laughs> By the way. Yes. How many times a day. Bad mom. Does somebody compliment me on a movie I wasn't in? I was just going to say, you're not in bad mom. But you are just. Catherine Hahn. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's weird. Everyone thinks you're Catherine, Catherine Hahn. Yes. I get all her compliments. I, people think I'm Ike Barinholtz. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah. I can see that. She was in, he was in an Amy Poehler movie. Yes, he was. It should have been me talking to Tina Fey. It should have been me. It's a Ray Charles song. Ray Well, the sad thing is, many times I've auditioned for the parts Catherine Hahn has gotten. Yes. And they always say, no, they're going in a different direction. And it looks exactly like me. Wow. So it's sort of like the better me. I can't picture her, so I'm just picturing you. Yeah, that's fine. I was... Took your compliment this morning. This is my, I, I, we're on a podcast so nobody saw, but I held up a coffee cup where the lady wrote "Bad Mom." Mm-hmm. So, and my kids are in New York, so I and bad Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, so you well, this was fun. Didn't get two jobs. <laughs> I just I just rub it in. What is the Christmas story you're doing with Matthew Broderick? You're gonna hate it. No, I'm not. Maybe I, I'm not gonna watch it. Wow! Don't say that to your guest. Maybe I'll watch it. It's a Christmas story. Hold Don't the say phone. Maybe. Hold the phone. But this is an honest podcast. This isn't yeah, T Bone and the Bean. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Anna, I, I saw you in Bad Moms. Listen, she's Let got me a ask new you show. What, what would Hillary Clinton say about all everything that's happening? Oh, the worst. Yeah. I am so. <laughs> Oh, they're teeing you up. <laughs> That's so disappointing. Because I'm always like, I don't know. Wow. I never. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a big SNL thing we used to talk Here's... about. It's just like, we're not funny in person. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yes, if, it, cause the, if you're Daryl Hammond or Jimmy, like, you can, like, go into your impression and be like, well, I would. Fe-. I don't know right, who that person right, is. Right, but, right, right, right. but I am terrible at that. Like, right. so what, what would uh, Celine Dion say about Christmas? Oh, my goodness. What would she say? Probably like, oh, 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 just like that. Like, that's what she says about most things. Exactly. Um, Valerie, wife, loves Christmas Story. Okay. Loves, listen, this is real, not Frankie and the Bean. 
Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Miss Ohani. You can't tell if it's the commercial or the show. It's just like news at ten. We did. We wrote. We wrote an SNL Zoo Crew sketch. I remember it with Stephen Craig and I wrote this sketch, and it was it was like a wall of sound effects. Like you couldn't get through like anything, and people were screaming at the table, laughing and laughing. And then we did it at dress, and it was. Absolutely silent in the audience. Really? Because we realized nobody thinks that's weird. Nobody thinks that's weird. Yes. It was like basically I came up, he's like, that was a dramatic one act about a zoo crew. Wow. <laughs> it was like a play. That's, it was silent. And it was I, just like one big like I think there are certain things I just was at uh John Mulaney, watched his him do stand up. And I was actually sitting with uh, next to Andy Samberg, and the things we, all the comedians were laughing at, were very. I'm not saying, oh, what a special group. I just mean anytime it was a commentary on comedy, we were like, "Ah!" like for the most part, people were kind of like taking taking a thirty second break because they want to have a nice time. Yeah, exactly. They want to. They like their comedy. It turns out people want to feel that way in the morning, right? You're never going to die. Don't worry. Keep the plate spinning. Oh, my God. You're so stupid. (laughs) There's always that dumb girl. Um, (laughs) She loves Christmas Story and loves Christmas. So there's a very good chance we will watch this. We could have it on the BG. That means background. That's an industry term. Interesting. I don't think the talent of Anna Gus... Gostar? Gostar! Deserve to be on the BG. Uh, No, I've... You're the... Who do you play? I play the Jew. (laughs) I in a nutshell, play, play the, the Jew. Jew. <laughs> um, I play the Jew. I play the Jew. Do you know the movie? Yes, but I don't remember. So, Mrs. Jew. Schwartz, so he blames, Ralphie says the F bomb yes. when they're changing the tire, and he blames yeah. it on Schwartz, his yeah. friend. But and I then, didn't say fudge. Exactly. And <laughs> so fantastic. Valerie makes fun of me. Oh, it's we'll so get to that. Though. Um, and then, and then what, do you remember the movie where they, they, Mrs. Parker calls Mrs. Schwartz and you hear her through the phone, what, what? Anyway, that's Mrs. That's Schwartz. Mrs. Schwartz. So because it's a musical, it's actually really cool. It's the guys that wrote La La Land and Dear mm. Evan Hansen. And mm. if you were a feeling enough human to care about musicals, then so you would be impressed by those wow. bona fides. But instead you're like, whatever. Why like, are they saying? I like La La Land. I don't Land. get it. Why don't they saying? Like um, you know, just like start dancing and then all this drain. I would do, I agree with you. <laughs> like, your mockery is so well received. It's mean, and you're not. No, so it's not mean. It. Um, I'm putting it in the cupboard of my heart. <laughs> To like, it's your work on it space. Exactly. This is my work on it room. I don't like. Um, I don't like some of my opinions. I don't like them. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, not about me. About room. Christmas and you're Mrs. Schwartz. I'm Mrs. Schwartz, and uh, they wrote. There was no Hanukkah song, so they wrote a big. It's Fun. actually great. It's super on story. Ralphie stops by to apologize, and you know, is talking about how at this point he's never going to get his Christmas present, and. Yep. It's going to take a miracle, and they wrote it in. They're like, "Well, you're in the right place with miracles." I, and then I sing a big, big fat, modulated, brassy, sassy. We call it klezmer jazz number about Hanukkah. I love it. It's so fun. Is it filmed live? Yes. Need it. Need it to be live? No, I need this whole experience. Well, I think it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be very. I have to tell you, it's it as you know, it's been a hard year for a lot of us. <laughs> We really took it on the chin as a group. Mm. And and by a group, I mean America. And um, I feel like everybody wants just some like wholesome entertainment. 
I completely agree. And it's kind of that way. It's not very, it's not cynical. Christmas is well-timed this year, right? In December, we should do it again. I've been doing a lot of blind spending, but... Blind spending? I don't care for that, but yeah. What do you mean? Just like willy-nilly? Yeah. I don't like, I like to be ordered. I like to have... so literal. I was like, you didn't see the price when you bought it? I mean, but literally, I like online, like, click, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And then not feeling connected to what I'm giving people. Bob Seger jacket. Exactly. We all do it. We all do it. We fill the hole. Maybe she would like that. Maybe he would like that. Yeah. I bought my husband a sweater. I know he hates sweaters. Also, there's something so depressing about buying your husband a sweater because you feel like <laughs> for a gift. Because it's like the people in the JCPenney catalog that you're like, who the hell are those people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Opening a sweater on Christmas morning. Like, I got you a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Here, lose interest in me in this. Yeah. Why don't you go sleep in the den? <laughs> 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 I was waiting for you to hear it. I was waiting for you to get it because it was funnier than we both gave it, and I knew you would like it. <laughs> but it's also like not only actually it's even more overtly passive aggressive because he not not only is the most boring like like I may as well get him like an electric razor. Yeah. It just feels so it's utilitarian. Yeah, like dude gift lists in general feel that way to yeah, me. They feel like what to get for him. Well, it's always and a, that's always an indication of their withholding, though. Like that was my dad. Putters. We'd give him a tie, and he he had a bit. It was a family bit. Whatever it was, he'd go just exactly what I wanted, and good. that was just like that's a good bit. It is a fine bit, but it's like. Yeah, Mulaney had a great line in his routine. He goes, I look forward to meeting my dad one day. And I was like, that is so funny. Yeah. But when you can't give a good gift, and I'm not saying this about you. Yeah. You're in the long haul. In the long haul. You've been with your husband for a while. Yeah. I've given it. I, you, you've gotten to sweaters. It's not like you don't know them. No, I've given him good gifts <clears throat> yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course you have. But now you're running, you're petering out of ideas. It's totally natural. I take it to, I actually subconsciously, not, I think of, I've been married 21 years. I've been with my husband so long. One second. Woo! hi <laughs> A long time. 20. <laughs> Of course you don't want to work alone. It's a waste. You're the most fun with others. So much more fun. All the stand-ups are the weird kids on the swings alone. And you're in the sandbox going like, (laughs) Transformers sound like this. (laughs) Everybody come over here. We're gathering the farm hands together. (laughs) And I'm on a swing going, I didn't like the musical assembly. And you're like, who cares? Fun is everywhere. Find a bird and name it. Hey, Johnny, come and play a part. Susie, you're good. We need a fat gal. Just like nonstop having the greatest time. And you're in the car like, I don't like recorder. Yeah. Working on it. Working on it. And winning. Are you? (laughs) That's so funny. It's the worst. So patronizing. Running out of uh, 21 years. It's bad, but I judge myself if I don't key into something he really wants. I feel like I am phoning it in. I don't have that performance anxiety with gifts. I do. I have it as bad as... I've had it as bad as like high school. I've had Christmas dreams like high school, like you didn't, you forgot to take biology, that dream. Wow. Do you have that dream? Everybody has that dream. Oh, I have that dream. Yeah. It's math class. Yeah, it's math. Me too. And sometimes I remember, I'm not in high school and I leave. Really? It's the best. That's progress. Yeah, that's progress. I'm usually heading, to, I'm at 8H, and I'm heading towards, I'm trying to get to the stage, and my vision's blurry, and I can't read the cards. Yeah. I didn't know I was in the sketch. I've that place the, is just I can't read my uh, set list dream. Same thing. Yeah. Or you'll say like... Actor's nightmare kind of thing. Baloney. Yeah, I hate the actor's nightmare. It's no. the worst. It's Mine are all SNL now. Of course. SNL is a nightmare. 
Right. I'm not saying it's a it waking, is. It's a waking nightmare. But it is a, it's a nightmare yeah. scenario yeah. for most people. Yeah, and you do. You think, boy, how many places do you, like, sock that anxiety away, you know? And then Yeah, it's in your years, body. Yeah. I bet, like, some kooky woman in Santa Barbara with chunky jewelry yes. could find it in your yes. arm. And yes. you'd go, I'm sorry, Lauren. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I would sob. And then, yes. um, and then put on my wig and get and leave. And just get on. You're wearing a wig, obviously. <laughs> yes. Everyone on I'm wearing my self wig from SNL. <laughs> from Quick Changes. <laughs> Which you also wear in Bad Moms. I do. So you sing the Jewish song. And it's Hanukkah a fun song. time. And it's really fun. It's great. It's, it's you know, live. But, um, it, you know, Matthew Broderick is such a beloved. You don't re- – you forget. You know, he's, he's a really – trusted narrator you know like is he, he the narrator he's the narrator oh, so but i didn't say fudge you sound exactly like him that was pretty good yeah that was really good i'm usually good first crack and then i lose it i know that feeling yeah, yeah. um going. so trust your instincts that's one of your that's learnings. what it is i'm gonna write, write it down. down write it right next to open heart to musicals <laughs> exactly um <laughs> so that's one of your walkaways from today um so super fun and you sing a jewish song that's fun yeah, Matthew just like that oh, and Matthew. years and years and years of Ferris Bueller and like all the Neil Simon. It just you trust him, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. Ah yes. He must be tired of that. Let's not interview him. He's not here. But boy, if you do anything that's like Ferris Bueller. Hey Zach Morris. You know what I mean? Like anything from our youth. Yeah. At a time when we were all watching the same things. I know. Like that's pretty unfair. It's his story, but I'm Maya and I make him tell it all the time and Maya Rudolph's also in this thing and oh no way apparently when he was she's super a fun. kid she's so fun um, again, another it's great his story. singer yeah Amazing. no you can tell other people's stories you can yeah yeah apparently some some uh, he was at an event with Michael Jackson when he was in high school huh. and Michael Jackson came up to him like flanked on all sides by like bodyguards and people and without acknowledging Matthew but pointing at him he went that's a kid from war games that's this, this close that's amazing. It's an incredible impression. I'm not giving it to. Please cut that. It's not my story. <laughs> cut that. It's not my story. You have to keep that. You what, am to I going to have Matthew Broderick on the podcast? He might well. Would he do Why? it? Of course he would. Nah. That's not true. Nah. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Stop it. Write it down. You know what Jewish song I like? Have you seen? So sh- literally... Every every show I've ever done, I've been a... Don't get so shrewy. Shrewy. And shrewy. What just happened is why. I liked it. We blame the sleep aid. You're doing wonderfully. I feel like in A Christmas Story Live, I told Maya, I'm afraid that um, they should just cut away and put a big art card of Lucy from Charlie Brown's mouth. Because <laughs> I feel like the whole time I'm like, ah! loud. And... Anyway. Well, loud is funny, too. Do you, did you find, we, we kind of lost the thread on how you got, yeah, loud is funny. Are um, you kidding me? I have to pee so badly that I can't concentrate. You may. Can I come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the end? No, we're going to pause right here. Do you have a bedpan? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. You're not leaving the no, room. No, 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 no. And we're going to put the mic right up to the pan. Oh, yep. Uh, this. <laughs> yeah, you can come back. <laughs> It's funny, we both thought of a bit. My bit was that I would just be singing as if I had been singing the whole time. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we had a fight about musicals. Charlie and I have a... Um... I wasn't, wasn't a fight. Well, I mean, I've had it before. I'm sure. I've had it many times. We, we, we have a thing. Like we, we have a marital rule, which is generally we're not friends with people. Who don't like musicals? Three things. Hmm. Food, animals, 
musicals. Tell me why. And again, gray areas. Like, yeah. you can be allergic to animals. You can What's food mean? Be lactose. And just people are like, why do you get so excited about food? Interesting. Because I do get excited about food. And so does my husband. I mean, it's not all we talk about. But, like, I don't understand people who are like, I'd rather just take a pill. And you know, you know what those people? Like, yes. They're like, really? Like, that's not one thing? Not like one Italian sub at... Right. Subway, right. like something. Like their something. brains are so hyperlogical that they're just like, this is the goop that gives me the nutrients. Totally. And I eat it. Why do you, I don't really, I'm just not like that into food. And what's animals? Again, just categorically don't like either dogs or cats. Uh-huh. To me, that's like being a racist, like saying I'm a racist. Right. Like, I just don't like dogs. Like, it's an entire species. <laughs> There's not a dog that you've met that maybe would change your mind on this topic. It's very, it tells you a lot. Yeah, so must if, love must love dogs. You don't have to be like. There's again, these are all spectrums, right? No, I get it. So I'm like, I'm a bird person. <laughs> <laughs> also, not your favorite. I love the <laughs> chirp, 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 pretty warp. This is Mister Fancy. Say hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> Mister Fancy. There is. There are these women. At Fire Island, who are always waiting for the ferry with like really emotional birds, and I, I, and Charlie's always like, "Oh God!" Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. But well, bird people is a thing too. Bird Some, thing. Someone's listening to this on their stereo, with and the they're birds hanging. And they're I, you know what they're doing right now? They're they're unplugging. <laughs> oh. They're saying, "Fuck this shit!" Oh, unplugging their, themselves from life support. Yeah. Uh, no, that's where I went. <laughs> wow, see, yeah. what with their birds we at their to- side. <laughs> Yes. Gather them and free them as soon as I die. <laughs> the story's sad. Yeah, it got sad. Anyway, I'm not anti-bird person. I like yeah. birds, but I just like... I'm anti-bird it's a spectrum. person. It's a spectrum. No, no, no. You know if I was saying? dating a woman and I went home and she had birds, she kept birds? Yeah, I guess that would be I intense. would go, bye. I one time was dating a girl and she had a... She had a, a I wasn't dating her. I was thinking about asking her out. And then I met her dog and she was like, he's from the last relationship. <laughs> And oh, like no. she got real emotional. <laughs> like I kept him, and every time I look at her, like you just were like, oh, so you literally have baggage. It's named you, yeah. It's Alfie. Penelope. Yeah, Penelope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, yeah. Maybe that was short sighted of me, but it, it creeped me out when the like I couldn't see myself having sex with this person with the dog that witnessed the this last other sex. Yeah, that's a good. I think that's a good red flag. <laughs> it's weird. And it's also, just unfair. she didn't. You don't have to say it that way. Like I think it's how she introduced it's how she, him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it felt. Yeah. It felt like an indication, a manifestation of an interview. We adopted him together, exactly, and trained him. Yeah, and he camped with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult. Not that you should get rid of these dogs when you break up with somebody, but you know. But what do you think about food? When because you bristled. I didn't bristle. Oh, did. that's my uh, that's my you work. Projected we bristle. put that on the box of my work. No, I uh, I'm annoying with food, but I love it. Okay, you love it. Yeah. But if somebody's like, I don't like food, would it would it bum you out a little bit? Yes. You like if you were dating somebody. Yeah, for sure. If they didn't yeah. want to like try a new place and do all these yeah. different things, the, the thing maybe you perceived a micro bristle is because I, I I'm a vegan, so it's like more annoying. It's not annoying. It's it's somewhat limiting. It's limiting. Like if you want to go to your favorite pizza place, I'm kind of like, well, I yeah, got news I for your My- brother. I don't eat that cheese, brother. Do I have a flatbread without cheese, brother? <laughs> I hope they got a tasty sauce, brother. My son is allergic to dairy, so I... You dairy, understand. I do understand. He's halfway there. Yeah. Some would say the harder half. Accidental vegan. Yeah, yeah, but he eats meat. Oh, he eats a lot of meat. Yeah. 
but he's an accidental. He's accidentally dairy free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is harder because I th- to me dairy is the thing. I don't eat red meat. A lot of people go dairy is their thing. Dairy's great. People love dairy. They do. I don't mean to put you on the defensive. I'm not on the defensive. I'm also a fleegan. You'll catch me cheating. I wish there were more of us. You go, girl. Because it's more inclusive. I fuck up all the time. You'll see me at Sugarfish. Yum. So you're literally... Do you know my friend recently said this to me? He, get, he doesn't even eat fish. So you, you do eat fish, but you don't. Occasionally. I try not to. I'm 99% Got it. vegan. Got it. But still, that 1%, it's a precious little guy. It's a mindset. It's like I'm vegan, not vegan. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. That's. I mean, yeah, I get it. What do you mean? What were you going to say? Your friend eats fish? Well, he, eat fish. he was a vegetarian. He was a pescatarian. Yeah. And then he became like full tilt boogie like yeah, you. Yeah, full TB. And then I said, what, um, why'd you do that? And he said, I read A Perfect Storm. Hmm. I didn't like the way they treated the fish. Interesting. I felt like he sort of missed well, the point. Well, I, I, I actually, that is so funny. <laughs> These three men died. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's very funny. Yeah. PETA, who, you know, people have mixed feelings about PETA. I thought something funny that they did was they had a campaign. It was in jest where they wanted to start calling. They used humor. They used humor. Mm-hmm. Aggressive I humor. love it when people use humor. They wanted to call fish sea kittens, which I was like, that's brilliant. Sea kittens? It's really funny. That's actually great. You wouldn't go like, I'll have the grilled sea kitten. But like the with fish, I used to have a bit about it. I was like, I'm a vegan, but I eat fish. It's called a seagan, S-E-A-G-N. Right. And I was like, because I, I don't give a shit about the plight of fish. Right. I was like, I'll grab a fish, right. take it out of the water, let it suffocate for a minute, put it back in, think it's okay, take it back out. It was very mean to fish. Because I was trying to come to terms with the idea that like I care about sentient beings except fish. Yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm full of shit. And I try not to eat fish ever. We had a goldfish that I hated. Really? I really hated that fish. Why? What was it doing? He was a dick. I have a bar of soap that's gotten so small it looks like a goldfish. Okay. But I mean the colors. It's orange. So it was a themed soap that somebody gave you. It's fun. I'm thinking of stocking stuffer. It was a soap that the punchline came six months later. That's amazing. It's goldfish. Why do you hate a goldfish? He was just a dick. He was like, he he cost us thousands of dollars. He continued to get bigger. How did he win them at carnivals? Literally, that was where we got it from. My daughter worked at a, my daughter worked at her friend's little sister's country fair birthday party, and that, and my friend Francie, the mom, gave away fish as the as the like in the bag goodie bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up with this fish, and he became huge. Uh, he was very hostile. He like we gave him like a little mermaid, and he like rammed through the gravel and date raped her like in the corner. And <laughs> well, he's we, we had to here, take yeah. away everything out. We had to take away the mermaid. We had to take away his treasure chest. Oh we had to take God. everything away because he would just like assault it. Yeah, and he was just he was just an unhappy, unfulfilling pet. Yeah, and then he passed. He eventually passed. Did you Did you eat him? Um, no, my 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 husband panicked and put him in the freezer. That's what you do. Because we live in an apartment building in New York City. Mm-hmm. So we you, don't have a crematorium. On we don't have a back, backyard <laughs> cemetery. I see. Like you might in the American suburbs, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. I mean, and you're, you could get arrested if you're digging in the park. You know what I mean? Right. It's not a cool thing to you're do. You're also going to hit another fish. You're going to hit some. <laughs> it's not going to be cute. Either fish or a guy named Jimmy the it's, Fish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so we froze it. And then my mom, who's practical mm. uh, and fearless... Um, took him out of the freezer about a year later and chopped him up really practically. She's like, I'm going to put him in the geraniums. Chopped him up, put him in the geraniums, and the geraniums have exploded. They look fantastic. Geraniums love year-aged frozen goldfish? Dead fish. 
Gordon. Wow. So I feel bad <laughs> for being so aggressively mean about Gordon and how much I hated him. But I understand your thought. You should because like he, food because I, I, I love food. Bring it back to something a little more fun. Yeah. <laughs> No, I do you feel me pulling you off a topic? <laughs> it's uh, deserve it. food. Get off the goldfish. Uh, dogs, cats, and dogs. I agree. Yeah, you mean more dogs, don't you? No, I don't. I oh, love cats. I, I love, love cats. cats. Too. Love them. I love both. I like men who like cats too. I, I, you know, that's a, a warning subtlety. sign. Subtlety. There's a subtlety to them, and they're independent. That's what I'm so saying. So you can find it's a little bit like your bro thing. We're like, oh, I just don't dig them. Yeah. Like if if somebody doesn't like cats, to me that immediately says I don't like women. You also exactly cats. Cats are girls and boys are dogs. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and that's something Val said. I also feel like boy, like men who are hyper, hyper, <laughs> hyper, hyper clean, who are really up. Are red flags. A little bit of a red flag. Well, can I say what remedies that with the dog? Because we got a dog. We've had a dog for three, four years now. We just got one. And lovely. And I'm so much more comfortable with filth. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> like, I'm, I've just come, made peace with the fact yeah. that he's tracking in shit. Yeah, they track. I mean, he's, he's a filthy beast. Yeah. He's up on the couch with us. He's, he jumps yeah. on the bed. And I just, at first, I was like, really, I didn't understand it helped me calm down so much. Like you had to learn to go like, he'll let us know when he has to go to the bathroom. It'll be fine. Or go out when we go out. There's shit in the lawn. Sometimes it doesn't get picked up right away. Doesn't. That stuff that gets you at, at first hit shit and I'd get it. Yeah. Like before it hit the ground. Yeah. And now they're just, I know there just is a shit somewhere in my lawn and I'm okay with my lawn in the lawn. Mm-hmm. And I'm. You have a rolling lawn, right? Rolling hills mm-hmm. of land. Mm-hmm. Rolling land. How, how, what's your acreage? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that's the new do you rent your own what's your acreage, what's your acreage? that's once you're naming your child the fourth you start mm-hmm. saying what's your acreage uh, it just made me make peace with it and shit's everywhere the world's fucking nasty where do you have kids right that's that's kind of what I was thinking yeah is that they must make you go like you know when a kid sneezes on a mom's face and she doesn't even wipe it right away they're constantly barfing on you sneezing yeah. on you they're constantly bringing home lice. I can't tell you how many times you have to because the first time the lice conversation starts, you're like, oh, my God, and they're panicked about it. And like by the sixth time, you're just like, who? How many sleepovers have you had? And then you write them all down, and then you call the people like, hi, yeah, lice, lice. It's a great. It, you ever think you, about a nice little buzz cut, like an alien's resurrection cut? I mean, my kids have had it not so many times. It is a little bit like. In my life, whenever I've boasted about not Come sucking, in. Like, it's a giant lice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I've never. Whenever I've boasted about not stepping in dog shit, and I you have, step I step in it the next day. Really? It's weird. Like if yeah. I've been like, you know, I haven't stepped in dog shit for a while. Feels good, <laughs> and it's amazing. Uh, so barefoot too, lice, through the toes. I only happened to me once. Wow. Ooh, a, cold, a cold turd to through the toes. It was cold. A little warm in the middle. Oh. oh why does it all smell the same? I want answers. Um. So to me, that's the same as lice. If you boast about it, I like hear, the kids yeah. haven't had lice, and then you just right, just talking about it, you'll start scratching. What did let you know? It's just I'd be remiss to not get this from you. What advice? Here you are. You're doing some wonderful things. Young people listen to this podcast. Oh, they want to do. They're what lo- you're they're, doing. they're they're me right now. They're banging you. <laughs> they're hitting the bang. They're going to badmoms.com. <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> Backslash gas tire. <laughs> File not found. <laughs> Yet they bookmark it. They want to go back for when it's and updated. I, yeah. um, we could talk about 
how you got into performing. You said you were just a natural singer, writer, performer. And then you got, uh, I, I think it's so funny, Jay Moore has that book where one of the chapters is called Dude, How'd You Get SNL? Which I think is such a funny name for a title. Yeah. We don't have to get too into it, but I bet people are curious. How'd I get SNL? No, no, no. The whole, the whole thing. Because oh, you're not, you're, you know, how did you get into comedy? I went Ground to North, North it's Northwestern. so simple. Yeah. I went to Northwestern to be a vocalist. That was my oh. hand. Why? 11.30. Anna, your people didn't tell me. I'm just kidding. Oh. You only have 90 minutes. We usually go two hours. It's fine. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the Christ. And a pee break. I know. That was long. It was long. Because I drank like, I had that thing where I drank like two giant waters. And then when I, I had to pee so bad. Then when I sat down, it didn't happen right away. I hear you. Because I was like, I sealed it off for too long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to wait. Too tight of a seal. Mm-hmm. So you went um, to Northwestern. I went to Northwestern to be a vocalist. Mm. Uh, I sang my way into college. Mm. Classical music, not a great fit. Real disciplined. Um, Classical singing. Real earnest. A lot of earnest people. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> which you, I who I find hilarious. Were you blousy? What was the word? I wasn't blousy then. Blousy. Not at all. No, I was. You know, I mean, I was kind of a dick, but I wasn't. Blousy. Oh wow! And so at I Northwestern, wonder, there's that a gives big, you some of that complexity, though. Like I could see you in a lot of roles where you're not just playing like a like you could play like a good dramatic, serious I, person. I guess so. I could see it. It would still be funny. Don't I like doing meow, 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 so much more? And you know what? In the new generation, oh no! In this script that I'm writing, you go meow, 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 I <laughs> towards the end. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, towards the beginning, <laughs> you're the uptight sister-in-law, and at the end, boy, are you blousy? God, you've got me. Na- blousy. Somebody just told. I, somebody just told me they read this thing. Margaret Hamilton um, said, "Who played the Wicked Witch of the West?" Uh-huh. And she said, "Before she played the Wicked of the Witch in of the iPod? West." Sorry, Wicked. In no, oh, the real Ham- one. The real one in the Wizard uh, of the Oz. The first one. She said that up to the point of playing the Wicked Witch, she pretty much uh, uh, only had roles that consisted of her opening a window, yelling "He ain't here," and then closing it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Which I sort of feel like I'm you living. Relate to yeah, that a little bit. Um, no, yeah, I mean, as people get cooler. Like I feel like everybody's so cool now, and maybe I was then. I don't remember, but I do. I do like really big comedy. I do. I like. I like female comics. I like characters. I like yeah. glasses. I like wigs. I mean, I just did. You know, uh, Dratch and I do this like Kathy Lee Hoda parody on that show, Great News, that Tina produces, and Andrea Martin is on it, and it's just. Jo- it's like it's like a joy overload to me. It's like a. It's like seventy five. You know, Prozacs. It's just the happiest, most gleeful. Just to be like a giant clown is right. fun um so do you have an idea why i think it's the thing i was talking about the fun ant factor because i've been spending my whole life waiting to be this fun actor fun ant mm. i've been i've been auditioning for parts in this age range since i was 17 you That's know what i mean so funny so because when you're a comic actress when I was a kid i wanted to be 30 so badly yeah i was like no one will believe i'm a cop Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a boy. Yeah. I mean, the number of times, and again, it's just sort of nice to just be like in what you are comfortable being and doing. Like, yeah. I think, not to get all heady on this, but I think for women, especially coming up in the 90s in comedy, like, 
there is such a double standard in appearances that so much of what we had to do was kind of make sure that we looked okay and that we, I mean, not consciously, I'm not saying that I looked at my work this way, but just being attractive was critical to what we did, you know? So I think people talk about the, the Faye and Polar makeover times. Like when we knew them, I'm not saying, I'm saying they would be like, when we knew them in improv class, they were just regular girls. And now they're both like, and gorgeous women, you know what I mean? Yeah, but and it is a double standard. They always I mean, were, but I mean, they Hollywooded it up because they had to. You have to. You have yeah. no. You can't criticize actresses from that generation, our generation, for that. You just yeah. can't, or yeah. of any generation, different, really. Different game. It's a different game, and and because really, like, if you think about, you know. Will Farrell shirtless during that time? Like it wasn't, yeah. which just wasn't. I mean, yes, women were doing hilarious things, but I would argue that there was a component of. Attraction right. You don't have it. to look like Paul Rudd. In fact, if you do, people are kind of more skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if yeah. you look like Will, Will is like a good example yeah. of like, he's not unattractive. No, but he's a normal but guy. But he's a normal yeah. guy. And we love that. But and he will be, he'll be very open with his less desirable traits. Because that's, yeah. it goes back to, when, but why are you going to the hospital? It's like, I know I shouldn't be topless, but I'm yeah. taking off my top. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Exactly. Like, I'm not supposed, total ease with it. I'm supposed to be ashamed yep. of this, but I'm running naked and old school. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's a joke to us. Yep. But if a woman did that, we wouldn't we, like it. We wouldn't like it. I, I would. I don't. I think we're getting better. I think this this generation. I that, think so. Well, that, Lena Dunham did it. She tried. You know. To, yeah. To be like, I'm going to be naked all the time and in unflattering ways. What do you feel about that? Nakedness? No, no, no. I, I didn't know if I brought well, up I a think bad com- example. No, no, no. I think comedically there are more women who are living, uh, uh, who are doing comedy now. You know that are that are more comfortable with their with their alternative. Yeah. yeah, they're they're on nonconformist right. qualities. You right. Know? Um, anyway, that got deep on accidentally. But um, no, I, this is a deep podcast. I don't know if your team told you. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, so you're right on brand. I'm, am I on brand? Yeah. That's why I asked you why it feels good because I'm looking for some answer like the world is heavy and I just mm. want to disappear. Why are we taking it so seriously? Mm-hmm. I want to wear a wig because mm-hmm. what's the difference between a wig and my haircut? It's all just pretend. Mm-hmm. Like we're all just acting like we're at a birthday party but really we're floating in space and it's mm-hmm. existential and frightening and cold and weird and it's nice to have the control mm-hmm. of being for this time I'm doing the sketch with Rachel Dredd. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it's it's a bit wow too. Like it's a comedy wow. Wow. Like you're doing to me, if I'm reading it right, you're doing what you think I want you to do. <laughs> like my dream is for a woman to just look at me yeah. and go, Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's heavy stuff. That's brilliant. You're a pretty insightful kid. Thanks. <laughs> and this is why I hate YouTube tastemakers. This is why you hate tastemakers. That's right. I'm always doing my backflips over pools. You just did it. That's what I'm saying. Boom. I guess you would have been a therapist or a Tony Robbins type if you. That's you know Charlie and I have this game Uh. that we love. It's called Nervous Breakdown Job. Oh, it's a fun game. You should play it with your wife. Um, And whatever you're. So it's sort of what's the thing? What would you have done? What's the thing that would be like fun and comforting to you? Nervous breakdown job. Yeah, his latest, which is a really good one, is he wants to be uh, to operate one of the recreational boats at a Disney resort. <laughs> like like a lazy boat tour. Like a Duffy driver. Yeah. 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 Maybe even be the guy that does the shuttle to Tom Stoyer's Island and back. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of times. In you know the day. what I think that is. 
there's like a quiet simplicity that we're mm-hmm. lacking, mm-hmm. and and we it's not the fantasy of riding the boat. The fan it's like when I say this a million times when you buy a book, you're not buying the book. You're buying the idea of a future where you'll have time to read the book. Correct. So when you think about, and I'm not putting words in Charlie's mouth, but it's like when I fantasize about owning a hardware store in Vermont, it's not that. It's that I fantasize a temperament that I could have yeah. with quiet simplicity. Well, his old nervous breakdown job, which I think is genius is he wants to be the guy at a high school that puts the lines on the field i get it with that little cart just like making lines all day (laughs) (laughs) just mindful quiet but that's it that's the word is mindful Mm -hmm. is something that you can throw yourself into Mm -hmm. Thoughtlessly and completely. Now, here's something he taught me through his mindfulness as a person. Hmm. It is very much, you know, we're attracted to what we're not. And he taught me to love uh, waiting rooms yep. and late planes because it's free time. Yeah. You don't have to be worried about you I can't have a control bit like it. This. I go, why are you mad in traffic? Just why surrender. Just surrender. Just surrender. Enjoy it. And the doctors will be with you. But yeah. this is time for you to just enjoy I nothing. Just made a rule for myself where I go, I'm done waiting. It's it's a very spiritual waiting. thing where you go. That's it. It's a choice where you go. I'm waiting. Where are you? Right. What changes by you putting right. yourself in the category of waiting? Right. Nothing, just your heart rate. Right. And it's a spiritual teacher, so he goes. I don't wait anymore. I just hang out with God. So we don't have to say God. We can just say with what is with mindfulness. With, with mindfulness. Yep. Like I was just this morning. I had kind of a, a, a somewhat stressful morning of writing because I was trying to like get in the zone and I didn't get there, which is fine. It's one out of two. Morning pages. Are you doing your morning pages? MPs. I wasn't. But I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You bet you do. And then I saw the sun coming through one of my weirder, older windows that like kind of warps it. And I just kind of looked at that. And it was beautiful. Oh, it was yeah, really sure. transcendent. I was like, Magical. we're always soaking in it and we always miss it. And and it's yep. nice when you're on a delayed flight. Like I also – I agree with your delayed flight thing because, and I often use that as an example as well because it's like what can you do? I like those perilous situations. Me too. Where it's like the door is sealed. Yeah. Just, it's not her fault. Just remain. Yeah. Stop yelling at Tiffany. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's not her fault. I've seen the people yelling at the people. I want to hit those people. They they are they set me off. I get it. Because it's not that lady's fault. I know. She is stressed. Or at least you know what you do if you have to. And there have been a few times I'm sure we both have to talk to whoever we have. I know it's not you. I know it's not just you. Just throw them and I know it's not you. They love it. They love it. See yeah. them as a person. No. I, I, and, and they have a heart. That is, that is not a nervous – that is a job that you have yeah. before the nervous breakdown. What does your nervous breakdown do? It changes. And I'm, I'm always getting – in. it has to be social for me because I'm a social person. Mm. I like – that's the – I perform an ensemble. I like – I don't like – that's why I never did stand-up. I do sing with my band, like my – jazz act that I do but even still like I try to engage them and they make noise and you know I don't like being I don't like driving everything I don't like being in charge all the time I don't like having to be yeah uh, it's not like a it's not that I it's just energetically I don't you know you ever do that Myers-Briggs did you ever do that that like I just did the Enneagram which I think is similar to Myers-Briggs oh maybe yeah Yeah. oh yeah somebody just gave me that book Um, the Enneagram a book about it yeah Yeah. but you know my energy source is not like if I spend a day alone like my best friend who is a total I meaning your energy comes from inside your introvert and so does my husband Hmm. she's a writer she's so like she just spent three days alone in the desert like for inspiration and Mm. I would be um, dead 
at the end of three days. <laughs> I, I don't fare well with that kind of isolation. Right, right, it's not, right. It's not, it doesn't give me any energy. It right. me You're like a plant that you have to plant with other plants of its type. Exactly. Yeah. It took me a long time to say that, and you just said it so cleanly. Could you do, give me another wow? Wow. <laughs> I let it sink in. I let it sink in. Yeah, I let it sink in. Um, the pause is perfect. So, what was your nervous breakdown? So, then? I think mine would have to be something social. Now, what I, my Disney one is that I would want to be the um, meet and greet with the uh, angry stepsisters. One, you'd be one yeah. of the angry. You're the stepmother. Are you step-sisters. wearing a mask? No, just a lot of makeup. They don't wear masks. They are heavily wigged, <laughs> but they <laughs> heavily, heavily wigged. I think I would like that, and because even if you were in a bad mood, like you could use it, and yeah. it would give you energy. Um, That's a good choice. I would be good. I, I, I'll tell you something. Every time we go to Vegas, I get I feel hope because I feel like there's a place where I could work really old as Celine Dion. Something like that. I mean, <laughs> like I, that, that would be style. amazing. Yeah. But also, like, I'd be fine if it was just like the Peppermill Lounge. You know what I mean? Ah, and just singing some songs. Right. I feel like I would be really happy in People that life. Waiting for their flights. Yeah. I mean, you could do that, <laughs> yeah. right? Ling, 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 ling. That's the machines going behind you. Oh, the whole time my God. Ling, 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 ling. The slots. And that's how they tune their instruments. <laughs> that's a C. I bet it is a C. I believe a dial tone is but a I, C. But I think performing, I mean, that's such a boring thing for a performer to say, but I feel like I get it. Like, I don't get depressed when I see people, you know, be birthday party clowns or Santa at the mall. Like, I, I think that that's, if you are a performer and you're really born to do that, right. that's really fulfilling for you. Right. You know, like, community theater is awesome. Right. Because I feel like that's... But it's if it's what is actually written on your bones. You're, you know, like right. a lot of people get into performing... For money, for sex, for fame. But the guy, I believe you. you and what I think so- is actually very beautiful about what you're saying is if you're really a performer. That is so true. You would be satisfied doing this. Thing. Because I do think a lot of what's disappointing about being a celebrity is how many people you do meet who are doing it. For I the- mean, not really in comedy so much, but I do feel like in you meet a but lot of people who something really broken made, yes. took them there. And you can't trust them that they're like, this is me. This is what I want to do. And you're like, I know the rewards of this but is it really the that thing you know right. that's why and i love fam- documentaries about people that are just like yeah i want to be in showbiz but like it's clearly wrong for them it, it's interesting yeah and fame is like so not interesting it's so it's like it's like dating the girl that like you go clubbing with you know what i mean like it's just like you eventually are like you make my husband went out with a super hot model and he was like, you know, it's because you spend your whole high school being like those stupid idiots. They just go to clubs all the time. Right. And he was like, but then I had to challenge myself. Like maybe I'd just been being a dick. Mm. He's like, but it was really satisfying because it really was a shallow and empty life. Wow. <laughs> like, it was really validating. Yeah, it's like, good the- to take a spin around the block in celebrity. And real- we Val and I have been realizing that more now with the show. With the and it's not crazy. Yeah. But we started realizing we have to say no to some of the things because they make you feel terrible. You feel gross inside. Oh yeah. Yeah. You start building boundaries like you would with a the weird club girl with anybody yeah you go like i can't believe this hype otherwise yeah. it's just going to turn me into like sugar bones old sugar bones my name is old sugar bones i'm full of beans nope <laughs> i'm full of beans that was the best i'm full of beans but i don't know yeah i feel like like yeah but 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 i feel like in comedy to answer your question 
question and what I posited, I actually feel like a lot of people in comedy are born to it. Yeah. They're, they're worker bees. They're, um, it's That's tri- what stand-up is for me. It's like you go back to it. Yeah, everybody, right? When we, it, it's like your Santa, mall Santa is your wife and SNL was your mistress for a time, you know? No, I didn't track that at all. What I'm saying I, is... I want to give you a wow so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not there. Stand-up is like... Wow. <laughs> I'll just keep it to myself. Stand-up is, is your, is your c- constant, long-term relationship. That's the your basic wife. performing. And anything like SNL is just like a temporary fling that's super fun. It can Got last it. seven, eight years. Got it. But it's still... Behind it is still the like... The, the, rock, the rock and the stick that the caveman was playing with. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't do stand-up, but I do know that no, funny saying... people for me are – because after SNL, I left and I did all of these very serious musicals. I mean, I did Wicked and – I did plays too, yeah. but I did like the New York Theater. Yeah. And it, it's very like disciplined and precise, which I think I needed as sort of an antidote to the chaos of SNL and the last-minuteness. Mm. Um, it was very good to rehearse. It was very yeah, good to like lock polish. in. Yeah. yeah, the polish was fulfilling. The fourth wall was fulfilling, like being sort of anonymous. And, and mm. it's weird in a theater production, you're kind of anonymous. You play the part and you disappear, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think I needed that a lot. But then I, I, I was, you know, not bored, but like not bored at all, but just just um, unfulfilled. And I remember we did the Betty White episode of SNL, all the women came back of my mm. era. And I just was like, Oh, Oh my God, my people like, it's just, you know, tribal, uh, it's tribal. Yeah. It's a mutant skin. It's a lot of really smart. Those, those comedy girls are deeply familiar and comfortable mm. to me in a way that nothing else is. But when you were doing it, it didn't feel entirely fulfilling. SNL? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you just said. SNL's too hard to characterize as fulfilling. It's it's too dramatic a, a life change. You right. know, um, is it the most meaningful job I've had? Absolutely. Did I learn the most? Absolutely. Did it, you know, change the course of my career and, and life? Absolutely. Um, do I have lifelong friends from it? Yes. Do I have skills that I will never lose? But it is a highly stressful it's like running it's like jumping on a moving treadmill mm. you know all the time and and it's because of its right. place in sort of american cultural history it has all of this symbolism and meaning to other people um you you become famous on that show in a different way than you do i would argue from like your sitcom that grew up yeah. became co- popular yeah. and your part you know your character you're one of our players yeah you're one of our little crew yeah america's crew. america's yeah. and um and a lot is sort of assigned to you for better or worse, you know. Um, and it's just hard. It's 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 creatively challenging, and um, it's super super fun. My my regret in life of everything is I wish I could go back and enjoy it a little bit more. Mm, you know, like a, like a wedding, like a wedding that was too frantic to enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like what people say. I wish I could go back and enjoy my wedding. But will not me. I loved it. Because you're present. Because you've done the work. I'm very mindful. Mm-hmm. Why are they singing? I've got to go. Um, um, <laughs> Will? Will was the shining example of somebody who was totally present. Really? Doing it. I'm and so I, happy I, to hear that. I, I think it really served him. I think he, in, in two ways, because it put other people at ease, and so he was written for all the time, mm. and also because he was genuinely, he just didn't sort of lived outside the rules of failing and succeeding. Wow. And of course he's hard on himself like anybody, but damn it. 
but, but yeah, but not. <laughs> but he's he was very way. very very relaxed, just yeah. truly settled in and relaxed. And yeah. I I look at my work a lot when I look back at the show, and I think I'm so rigid and so. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes it was fun and focused, and the NPR sketch was. I think part of the reasons they did so well is it's like a very quiet scene, and yeah. you could kind of like settle into it. Yeah. But it's just that the, the um, I always liked for me my days on SNL that I I, I liked Thursdays. I like rewrite day, mm. which oddly enough, like all the writers hate if you ask them what their least favorite day was. But I loved it. It was like the show has been picked, and you bring in your sketch, and it got picked, and you're sitting with like fourteen really funny writers who are going right. to make your shit better. And Alan coming. And Alan Cumming. Yeah, exactly. I just picked a funny host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, so yeah. Is that? Yeah, I loved all of that. Okay. I totally get it. I had a talk show where we would do sometimes nine episodes a week. Yeah. And now I'm on an HBO, like, dramedy, basically. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like, the polish and the rewrite and the... Yeah. And I'm learning each season or whatever each week how to, like, ease into it a little bit more. Yeah. I, I am. It did make me think. I was like, I think I enjoyed the talk show, but it, it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? Maybe not at first. I, yeah, the, it's not the work that's the hard part. Yeah. Like that's the part that's the most natural. It's the again, like maybe I'm just hypersensitive, or maybe because I'm a woman and I'm like aware. I'm a, that show was hard because I was always sort of worried about everybody's feelings, and yeah. you know, and it's a very competitive atmosphere, as is well documented, and so. Uh, oh, I tried to watch that documentary about it. I couldn't do it. It's so hard to like filter all that and just workplace dynamics and all of it. It's it was like just, watching Dunkirk. That's what it felt like to you? Like a war movie. Wow, that's heavy, man. Wow. That's a wow. wow. But I, I, it always seemed so... I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I mean, it was great, but it was loaded. It was loaded. What, did, what, did you, what is a... Because we're almost out of time, what is a great lesson you learned about like sketch writing when you were doing that? Did some a click moment? Um, I didn't learn. I didn't. I don't have. I didn't learn. I didn't learn anything. I didn't learn the the. Um, I didn't learn uh, the few. Th- I guess what I really, I probably put into practice very significantly selling other people's work. Mm. Um, because of course that was the great lesson you learned how to sell other people. Yeah, work. I mean, I think I probably did that at the Growlings too. But like, yeah. I it, it definitely benefited. The, all of those read throughs are really good for your you know actorly choice making because mm. you have to make quick decisions and mm. you have to commit to them really hard. Your instincts, instincts. There yeah, you, there you have it. Um, <laughs> I learned that I am a happier collaborator than solo writer. I don't think I've done still the work that needed to get done in terms of my own fear of writing. I mean, I write all the time, but I still, I feel like that is my thorniest, thatchiest, most miserable area. Mm. And I haven't like, like if I were to, you know, die No, So I had like, I would want to say, okay, I've written something before it's all over something really, I mean, obviously, I worked on all my sketches. Right. But um, what do you want to write? Film, book? I, yeah, I'd like to write something. Like put put myself out there and really do it because I'm I'm I was very fearful of writing hmm. because you you know the, you go to the re- read through table and it dies or it doesn't. There was no in retrospect I could have probably taken much bigger risks than I did. You mm. know, because mm. I realize now. You never know this one's happening. Like I was doing really well on the show. Mm. But in your head, you're like, oh, I'm going to get canned. Yeah, I know. You know? Melissa Villasendor was on my show, Crashing. And I think it's so funny that I, from the outside, I'm like, she's killing it. And it, and I'm not saying she doesn't think she's killing it. But yeah. 
I know. I, I I think she has the attitude of everybody, which yeah. is like any moment uh, we got to you got to earn your keep. I yeah. Think. Maybe I'm putting words in her mouth, but it seemed like that is almost everybody from SNL I talked to felt that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that that's going to keep you. I wonder if Will relaxed. Did he know he was killing it? He just is not. I'm telling you, this is this to me. I've told this story before, so if, if you've heard it, I apologize. But this encapsulates his psyche. Then I can't speak to his psyche now. Yeah. His mom, Kay Farrell, told me that when he was in like sixth grade or fifth grade, he had signed up for square dancing after school, and he qualified after the signups for a gifted and talented enrichment program with like you know chess and academic challenges <laughs> and the state was going to pay for whatever it was like, you know, California school system. And his mom went to him and said, this would never have happened in my family. His mom went to him and said, Hey, there's this gifted and talented thing. It sounds kind of cool that you can do it after school. You get qualified. You, your test scores were really good. Do you want to do that? Or I know you signed up for square dancing, but you know, which, and he said, I want to take square dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom, this is to show what kind of house he grew up in. His mom was like, fair enough. You Okay. I honor your desire to square dance. Wow. So he's a joyful, like he just chooses, he's he not fettered, you know, he's not, yeah, he just wants yeah. to square dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's a yeah. good time. Yeah. So I feel like he's not like, and that's not like he's a good old boy. It's just like he's, he's super smart. And, no, I get it. But he like doesn't. Um, it seems pretty tuned in. He's like, why would I want to do that when I could be square dancing? Yeah. But I, but my parents would never have let me stick with the square dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're in a gifted program. Right. You have to do it. You have to go do the smarty boring thing. That's so funny. Yeah. That's why I played violin for 16 years. Rob Bell, who's a dear friend of mine, he's an author, talks about, he has a thing called launching rockets about raising kids. And a lot of that is like, it's not raising your kids, it's figuring out who they want to be. Right. And it's not, and then he was like, and you also want to say yes as much as you can until they, until they show that they can't handle it. But it's like, I want to do square dancing. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you show them a little bit of autonomy. Very moving to me because I had some of that, but like that beautiful, Yeah. oh, this this is a square dancing kid instead of like, you're supposed to be this kind of kid. And he just is. He's like always finding the square dance and that's how he was at the show. Like he just was like, I'm not, he's not super, um, he's super professional, but he was just, he didn't get, he didn't trip up on the things that the rest of us did. Right, you know? right. He just like. I'm here to square dance. And then the shows, I would watch him on Saturday night. He just enjoyed it. And he would bomb. He was the first person I really saw bomb with Grace. Like, bomb. He did this Gabe Kaplan sketch where he he was a guy who looked exactly like Gabe Kaplan who was upset. He was Welcome Back Cotter. Oh, okay. Um, Just (laughs) ridiculous, bushy mustache and like a giant 70s fro, like white guy fro. And... um, (laughs) And I don't even remember. He was just like really into Gabe Kaplan. (laughs) Talking about Gabe Kaplan. (laughs) <laughs> so crazy. Anyway, it killed at the table. Bombed like a one-act play at dress, like a crickets. And he would like settle down into his bombs. Like he would love it. He would just, in- <laughs> he just like, he would like sit comfortably into anything you did that bombed. You know, he didn't care. He's just like, I'm bombing. And he he would come off and be like, well, that stunk up the barn, kind of chuckling to himself. He didn't, he never took it personally. He just, it was a really interesting wow. quality, you know? That's it's contagious. So cool. You want to be, it, it it instills confidence in everyone around him. Wow. You know? He's just there to, I'm just here to square dance. He's just there to square dance. I, w- I want that as a tattoo. I know. And by the way, <laughs> I want to bring back square dancing. <laughs> because it's so freeing. Yeah. I mean, who cares, right? Yeah. 
Don't you wish you could it. have like your 50th be a big square dance? Yeah, I know. I should have done that. I swung dance in college and it was so fun. Oh, that sounds incredible. It was really fun. I thought maybe you were going to tease it because it's so lame. It three, is not three lame. swingers. You know what I mean? It was trendy at the time. But you could go to a club Why and everyone would I was think like that dressed was lame. Up. I don't know. I do musical theater. Yeah, that's true. I'm all but in a barbershop quartet. Dickensian caroling. You have so... You should should join my Dickensian caroling group. Oh, we have a gas. (laughs) I'm full of beans. Uh, You you kind of have to go. They said you had to be done at 11. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. With the fervor of a snowstorm. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We did Bobby and Marty. One time, those, those mi- singing middle schoolers, and they were Dickensian and Carol, because I think Dickensian and Carolers are hilarious. They are. And um, I just remember that, I don't remember anything about the sketch, except that we had rentals, and uh, either it was either me or Will said, <laughs> actually, this is overdue. Weirdly, it still smells like bacon. I just love the idea of a Dickensian <laughs> costume piece smelling like bacon <laughs> when you rented it. I love the square dance thing so much. We want we one of our running in the running for a name for a daughter is Leela, and the word Leela means dance. Oh, and it's not just the dance; it's like the cosmic dance. And it's and one of the things that I love that Deepak Chopra says when I asked him, I was like, you, "You're so spiritual, but you know, you've made an empire. Like, which is it?" Like, how do you view business? And he goes, it's all play. And I was like, it's all play. It's all a dance. It's this lightness that we're drawn to, which is like no matter what you're doing, yep. you realize you are wearing a wig doing a sketch with Dratch, even if Dratch is playing herself. You know what I mean? Like you're just on top of the snow. Yeah. And I a think star danced and under that. What is it? A star danced and under that I was born? You were born? A star dance. That's a, shar- that's a Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like there was a dancing star and underneath that you were born. Willie. That's cute. He's killing it. Do you? How badly do you have to go? I don't care. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm like still high on Xanax. <laughs> do you take anti-anxiety meds? I don't. But you know, last night I had um, really bad insomnia, and we I had to get up so early this morning for oh. press, and then I stupidly took a Xanax, which was a terrible idea. Because it. Because I was like, fog. I've got to sleep, yeah. and then but I took it, but then I had to get up at five thirty. So mm. then I. I, people might be Googling my appearance on Access Hollywood right now. <laughs> it could be happening. And I you, could be a meme. That's right now. What did you do? I was just a hot. I mean, like Xanaxy, out of it. Like my synapses weren't quite. Sometimes fast enough. those could be great, though. I don't know. Let's I don't hope. like that feeling. Yeah, I don't like to be out of control. I understand. I don't care for it. <laughs> I'm, not I don't, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. That's I don't often I take herbal things. Yep. But not all that often. I understand. I take valerian root every night. You do? Love it. Now that that makes me slur my words. It really knocks me on my Really? Ass. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that strong. I'm sensitive. I take three of those bad boys. But I'm also nine feet tall. You are nine feet. Um my sperm have saddles. <laughs> You're paisley like early. <laughs> Earlier. It's called, call, it's called a callback. <laughs> we were watching the room. Have you seen the room? It's that bad movie yes. that the disaster artist is about. Yes, you're like the fifth. It, it must be the movie of LA right now. It's the right movie now. right okay. now. Yeah, okay. we love Got it. It's it. very. We love it okay. as LA. <laughs> he looks like a jellyfish filled with chicken. <laughs> That's that was my riff. I just wanted to tell somebody who looks like that. The lead. You'll see. 
He's naked a lot in it, and he's just very pale. (laughs) Very, very milky. Should I see it? It's fun. Do you like bad movies? I didn't think I liked bad movies, but then... Yeah, it depends. I I can enjoy it. Uh, I actually, we watched it sober. It wasn't like we got stoned and watched it. We just watched it, and we found it very funny. It is satisfying. My friend Tony and I watch all the... um, Hallmark Hall of Fame holiday specials. Yeah. And my daughter appreciates those too. Yeah. Because they're hilarious. Didn't Silly Willie and Kristen Wiig do one of those, like, uh, like yeah, a serious? Yeah, they did, but like not a... the Christmas ones. Oh, okay. The Christmas ones have a bunch of basics. There's always a woman who's lost the spirit of Christmas. Sometimes she has to do something radical, like live inside a snow globe till she finds the spirit again. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of satisfying. There's a lot of um, well-known leads and then absolutely terrible Canadian um, under smaller parts. I love it. And there's often um, an unbelievably flamboyant gay friend who doesn't know that he's he's not he's straight on, in the movie. Oh but my god! Like somebody in casting We're was like, "Get him, he's this. fun." We're gonna watch this. Yeah. They're Hallmark movies. Hallmark Hall of Fame holiday classics. <laughs> They're so fulfilling. You're gonna love it. I am gonna love it. I'm writing it down. Just just try to pick up the anachronisms and the like, <sighs> the the cheap production values. We're into it. So satisfying. But speaking of uh, – so Ray's Jewish celebrating Christmas. Like not raised Jewish. Not, not raised, raised anything. Jewish. Not oh. Jewish. Greek. Greek? Yeah. Oh, you're playing a Jewish Playing a person. Jew. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm me. not a Jew, but I play one on TV. Oh, fun. <laughs> they couldn't find a – Well, kidding. Maya's Jewish and she's playing the Christian mom, so. What fun. Ain't we fun? It is fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, we always – <laughs> we talk about the meaning of life towards the end. Oh. How, and how are you raised? Nothing. Uh, nothing. I went to Quaker school. I went to Quaker school. Where did you go? Cambridge Friends. Get out. Yeah. I went to Sidwell Friends. No. Where? Where's Sidwell? In D.C. Ooh. Ooh. Not far. Love the Quakers. Yeah, me too. So uh, to me, that's my closest thing, I would say. I'm, Sil- I'm into silence? Yeah. I mean, I like, <laughs> I dig the Quaker. I do feel like I connect with a lot of people. Actually, Benj, um, Pasek, who of the La La Land writers, who he went oh. to Quaker school too, and we we talk a lot. I mean, there's something about that sharing of silence with adolescents. Yeah, that really, I'm very connected Shapes to people you. that I went to high school with. Why aren't there Quaker schools in Los Angeles? I don't understand. I think there might be one in Pasadena. You know? Oh, really? I don't know. I don't live here. Yeah. They're very quiet about it. They're good one. Thank you. That's kind of a burn. It's kind of a Quaker burn. <laughs> Quaker burn. <laughs> Somebody burn these out. Okay. Um, I, but yeah, so I guess I'm a, I, I like their pacifism. I like the consensus stuff. I like the activism. One of the reasons my parents sent me there was because my mom, how are you going to get food, uh, was very nervous, would be drafted. So she was like, if I send you to a Quaker school. Why would you be drafted? Oh, for Af- Afghanistan? She just, no, it, there wasn't even a war when we yeah, were Our moms in. might have been serious. Yeah. This is similar. similar. Yeah. We, we have two deep freezers and two fridges. I love it. Just in case. Just in case. They used to freeze the milk. There's a lot of going down to the basement for milk. To, to thaw a brick to of milk? To get a brick of milk to bring it up to thaw for a thin, watery bowl of cereal in two hours. Oh, my Jesus. The pits. If ever I loved thee. The pits. Um, yeah, so, so I was So you're into the silent... Oh, sorry. No, so I'm not really anything. Is, if, what if, now? Like, uh, how do you view... Just today. How do you feel today? What's about going, faith? What's going on? No, just reality. What is... What's going on here? Con- th- consciousness. You can see me. I can see you. We're talking. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to talk out my ass for a sec. Please. You're in the safest place to talk out your butt. Am I? Which has a yin-yang on it, I'm assuming. Mom joke. Call back! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a 
afraid, but I don't think I've lost total. I do. A friend of mine said this after the election, you know, for people who are progressives or liberals and how sort of shocking all this has been politically. um, It is like lifting up a rock. I mean, I do feel like I've thought more, even as a Quaker educated person, which is to say they're very progressive in terms of their conversations about race and identity. Um, I have thought more about, my white privilege this year than I ever have sure. before. I've thought more about my role as a female. You know, I feel like I've been very cautious about taking this kind of like trailblazers of SNL. Like there was like a lot of kind of um, label assigned to to me and to the other women of my generation. And I feel more entitled to that. And I feel like it's really important and strangely like regressively necessary to say like, yeah, I'm a feminist and yeah, I think women should work. And because we've, we've actually had to say out loud a lot of things we took for granted about ourselves. Right. Right. And, um, and I'm raising a daughter and I'm raising a son and I feel like I want them to be aware of, you know, not just like knee jerk liberal, liberal stuff, but you know, my feelings about the fact that I'm, making going to be taxed less on the amount of money that I made last year, which is not fair or reasonable. It sort of makes me crazy. Mm. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So do I think we're getting better? I don't know. I think we're talking about things that are scarier and harder to talk about and unpleasant. Hopefully that leads to something good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the meaning of life, oh, just God. bare bones existence. <sighs> That's the right noise to make. <laughs> what a pickle. But do you think about it? Do you find yourself in the car on a delayed flight going, what's going on here? Or is it just kind of My like... My life or like... No, I'm too selfish. I think about... Um, no, I'm so immediate. I mean, maybe this will happen to you when you have kids, but what you, you're constantly immediately concerned about the little people that you made and yeah. just... Um, and that they'll be okay, you know, but, uh, and that they'll you... be... That they'll thrive and that they'll offer something and that they'll feel safe. I mean, all of those things are meaningful to me. And when they ask... What happens when someone dies or, or how, where they were before they were born or whatever it might be? Do you have any framework for that? And by the way, this is not a leading question. I'm not like, I hope you do. I'm just um, curious. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, – uh, I don't know the answers. So I say we don't know. But I do say that love doesn't go away and um, connection doesn't go away. So if you love someone and they die – like that love is still there. They still loved you. You still love them. You have, you know, those memories and that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess theoretically I say to my kids, like you picked us or whatever, but I don't know that that's true. I think, Oh, that's fine. I mean, you know, I, I, they come in, you like them, you, you made them, you generally like them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're different than you think they're going to be They're They're like you in ways you didn't expect them to be. <laughs> And ways always you, wearing wigs. Yeah, in ways you didn't mean to make a person. You know, like you always think, oh, I help my kids like me. And then you think of like your four best qualities. But they're also going to be stubborn or selfish or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. That's so Interrupt people. You know, things right. that you're like, shit. Right. I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like they're good. They're teachers and they're, you know. Right. They're fun though, man. It's really fun. I love, I love mothering and I love... You know, family, mm-hmm. obviously. And your parents didn't give you any sort of religion at all? We were briefly Episcopalian. <laughs> that's a great book title. <laughs> briefly Episcopalian. I mean, enough to get – you know, because again, like I – that's what I'm saying. Like I grew up in, you know, D.C. and I, I, I – 
felt very much like an outsider growing up because I lived in a different part of town, but and we didn't have as much money as a lot of my uh, um, high school peers. But I, but honestly, like now, then you go away and you're like, oh, right, we, we were fine. loaded with elitism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was a game only we were playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. well, we don't belong to their country club, but. Right. Bleh. Right. You know, it wasn't like, it was. I was education was not debated. High fancy education was not debated. It was expected. Professional like professional mm-hmm. success was expected. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like elitist givens. Yeah. What about when you met Charles? Was is there? What does he believe in God? Do no, you believe in? God? He's a philosopher. Um, I don't really believe in God. I mean, I'm sort of more spiritual. Like I'm kind of into astrology. I definitely believe in humanism, and you know, I think I am like a pacifist humanist. I guess is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the kind of Quaker world, uh, I I don't like a we're all we've got sort of feeling. I don't. I think we have to do a better job of of of, of responsible, you know, living on the planet. I do. I think we have to acknowledge that there are a lot of us, and that we need to be nicer to each other. I also, I may have leaned towards uh, formal religion more earlier, but it's it's like one of those duh moments. Like, you know, people always talk, oh, the Catholic Church is so controlling. But it didn't really like click in until 9-11 and I lived so close to the World Trade Center and mm. I think I thought a lot about just like the natural outcome of organized religion is a sense of oh. s- of, of whatever, think- moral superiority or just religion gets us screwed up. I just right. think we, we – we, we get cornered. You saw the, the potential for these th- these beliefs to – radicalize and militarize yeah and i'm not assigning it in any way to anybody you know but but i do think that um yeah that's what i mean by just like oh wow the catholic church caused a lot of wars right you know but it took me a long time to go like right that's Uh, i get it i understand now what people meant by that that's interesting because i thought you were gonna say 9-11 being you live nearby and you were yeah that was a completely disjointed no I thought you were going to say it made you worried that you were going to die and a lot of people find religion after something like that. They do. No, I went the other way. Yeah. I went the other way. I felt like it's responsible for a lot of unrest and unhappiness and self-righteousness and violence. It just doesn't – it just seems – it just seems lazy I understand. It's it's red consciousness. Like you want to go out and do something as opposed to purple consciousness, which is – the world happens to me and I need somebody to protect me. Like I'm going to Yeah, and I get it. Like I have two really close concerns. friends who are deeply religious who have lost very close family members. And to them, they, that is a sort of a relationship they're willing to make with faith that they mm. would get to see their family member again. I, mm. I think that that makes sense to me. And it's so comforting to people. <clears throat> and I really get that. I don't judge it um, at all. I just, I guess if, we still don't really live in a culture where you can say that you don't really believe, but like, if I'm really being honest, I don't, I just don't, yeah. it's not like I think like, wow, if I pray to this person, they're going to fix it. I weirdly sort of believe in the power of prayer and I believe in meditation. I believe in like, I believe in the goodness of people. I do. When you pray though, is it to the idea of a unifying principle of the universe that may not yeah. be? Or like a focus or a yeah. mantra or a whatever you want to call it. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, just kind of an, um, I do, you know, think words have power and ambition is fo- has to be focused, I think. Yeah, like the you idea know? that declaring an intention kind of yeah. sets something in motion. Does yeah. that resonate with you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and here's the last piece I want to say. Like, I grew up enough Episcopalian and enough I, as a singer. I think as a musician, you often have very spiritual experiences because it does feel God-given or... Mm. 
it doesn't feel like in my control. I, I don't feel there a lot. The creative, the creative flow feels divine. It does. Yeah. I don't always feel that way when I'm writing comedy or anything like that, but right. I do feel it when I sing. I was so just one thing. I'm like, I don't know why my body was made this way that I can do this, you know? Right. And when I sing in concert with other people, it does feel spiritual, very spiritual. I totally hear that. I think it's so interesting that we are there bothering you. Well, I get my final thought, damn it. Well, they're bothering me. How about that? This bothers me. Uh, Anna's people are looking for It's interesting. As somebody who's looking for more the God in those feelings, the feeling of creative flow and stuff, I'm kind of an everything person. Um, I prickle a little bit when I can see the intention. It's almost like getting into show business to become famous, getting Mm -hmm. into God because you are, are... wanting to see a loved one again, even though I completely understand it. I wish we couldn't so easily draw a psychological reason for wanting to commune with the pulse of the universe. Yeah, I mean, it may be that that's just an easy way to say it, you know? I think that, that I think, I do think, to take it further, if you've suffered extreme loss, like sudden or terrifying loss... um, Yeah, it's a luxury for me to be able to say that. You want to click into that pulse of the universe because it doesn't feel like you understood... You understand the framework that was surrounding you anymore. Right. You're no longer connected to that pulse. So maybe going to church and maybe being with others. I mean, there's a reason, you know, it, it works. It explains the unexplainable. It, it, it helps you particularly. You know, I really notice, I notice it when, um, like, not being a part of a church community. is is It's a real deficit, you know. You don't, like, when you have a baby, when mm. you, you, there's no one. Funerals, like, weddings. Yeah, and, like. And just checking in every week, yeah. Bringing food to the girl that's having chemo right, you know right. what i mean like those sitting shiva is a beautiful thing Absolutely. it's incredible yeah, yeah. We're, we're missing that primates do it yeah. elephants do it you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like it's in our blood and it, it's a real shame that there isn't more of a community yeah. for non-believers you really do have to go ah, so funny mario lopez is gonna go off tell him he's gonna go off, off. i want you to record it audio and post it <laughs> um i want to tell you yeah, I, I, I want to be clear, just just because I don't want to be offensive. If people find God in chaos, that's fine. I, I don't want to sound down my nose on anybody finding anything for any reason. And I also do want to say, I, I encourage, I enjoy a view of God that doesn't explain the unexplainable, but gives us a vocabulary and some music to dance within the unexplainable. Because I'm just here to square dance. Give me one. Oh, I was looking for a while. Are you pounding? <laughs> that so didn't suck. Uh, I took a million. <laughs> what were you going to say? Then you can go. Don't you don't know. I don't remember. I said, don't fi- I don't judge you if you find God in grief or in chaos. Yeah, I mean, I was hesitant to talk about it because it's, 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 it's... It's not for us to judge or say or... It's conclude. evolving, yeah. right? It's it evolving. really is. Like, your moments of your life are... Um, you know, it's evolving. It's, I admire people tremendously, actually, to finish the point, and this is sort of not really the point, but as much as I accept and admire people who find religion and who, who find peace and, and, and comfort in that, hmm. um, I also admire people, I really am mind blown by people that were like, say, raised Southern Baptist who, or Mormon who give it up because mm. the bravery of oh, stepping I, outside of your belief system. I love it either way. It's amazing, isn't it? I actually have a, I've said this many times. I have a real soft spot for Jews for Jesus. Anybody that'll do something radical, that radical. Yeah. Uh, obviously without hurting anybody. 
other than breaking your Jewish mother's heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just admire uh, uh, anybody that does a big yeah. move like that. Yeah. No, it, I, I don't think I have those balls. Yeah. I it, don't. it is a and type I, of ball. And I don't think I'm that smart. <laughs> That's the other thing. I don't think I'm that smart. Some I don't people think, listening are like, like, you're not that stupid. Well, I don't. I might use some, this, this $3 word. It's the elite private school thing. But I don't. I think it takes because I'll say like a friend, like a really good friend of mine, grew up Southern Baptist and like had a huge crisis, like reading philosophy books in college, and was like, I don't believe the system I've been raised on, like really raised. Went home, like sobbing to his parents to discuss this with them. I mean, so it's brave. The level of like intellectual curiosity, I don't have that. The hero, but anybody that does that, I have a dream board, and I love it. You're playing the game the way that you play it. You don't have an easy answer, but I like that you're, you know, whatever. Who cares what I like? But it's fun to see you play. You got to go. I know. I got to go. I feel like you got to go. All right. Would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end the show. You can say it like your NPR character if you want. It might be fun for the listeners. Because I'm telling you what to say. It's not like what what's no. That's true. You know? What would Margaret Joe say here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me just ask you something. <laughs> If we had sweaty balls here. <laughs> um, you look at me with disdain. You made me do this. Just say, you could say it. Do I have to say my name or just keep no, it crispy? No, you just say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> the most meek one ever. I loved it. My team, my shoes, I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice can't make you haters want to get me. I'm so crispy. I'm so Now leaving Nerdist.com.